0: Hello, hello, and welcome to a creative episode of The Writing Podcast. Uh, Let's enjoy this week while we can, shall we? We got an awesome show coming up for you in a few seconds, and the weather's been really great. It's been in the, uh, like, 70s, 80s. Um, It's going to be up in the 90s next weekend, so stay cool and uh, shady wherever you are. And uh, with no further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hope you're having as good of a time as we are.
1: <laughs> Alright.
0: Hey guys, we are live. We are in the I would call this a studio, but it's more like a garagio.
1: And uh it's right better than the living room O that was before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. More right. like it's a hundred percent like a garaggio. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like a sausage warehouse in here. There's three crazy dudes in here tonight. This is episode one twenty one. Twenty-two. Yeah, 122. <laughs> I knew I'd finally screw one up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're kicking it. We got a guest in-house tonight. And uh, I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to introduce myself first because that's what you're supposed to do, right? I am uh, Tony Broncaccio, <laughs> Tony Baloney, Junk the Turdmeister. Uh, next to me is
1: same old Wiggins. It's yeah. always Wiggins.
0: I was going to call you something great. I had a name made up for you. Oh, Giggity, Giggity, Wig- <laughs> Giggity Wiggins or something. And next to Wiggs in the studio tonight
2: we have... They used to call me Brady Superstar Walker, <laughs> but I've also been called Walker Texas Ranger <laughs> many times. I've been given giving many nicknames over the years, yeah. but Brady Walker, here to... Uh, here to sit in and see what you guys are all doing over yeah. here in your garage
0: i was actually gonna email you and say let's fuck with wiggins i'm gonna call you like bradley winkler when you come in and like
1: have you get all mad. yeah i but could that, see him freaking like, oh dude i would too <laughs> i'm so bad at names like i swear that's wrong but that's what they said i gotta go with it yeah
0: and then uh, i was gonna say like pretend to get mad at me and you're gonna leave and we have to like patch shit up but oh, i didn't have enough i didn't have enough time to do that oh. so here we are just Three old guys kicking it around the garageo tonight, and uh, we got some stuff to talk about. Um, you know, Wiggins and I—we're just a couple of chuckleheads that talk every week. But Brady, we don't know you, so why don't you give us a, a quick, like a ten-thousand-foot view? Because I'm going to let Wiggs dig in deep. Uh, okay, a quick well, over, over, I love, six I love to
2: talk. I do love to talk, but. um... I all right, that's all the time we've had it, that's it see, the you, the see you later, guys. Let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I'm going to bed. It's been a long day. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a country boy from Michigan, came out to L.A. about 20 years ago uh, following an audio dream, thinking I was going to be a uh, guitar tech over at uh, Paramount Studios or something like that, but I had a commercial recording background, so I did commercial recording as an engineer and running studios and things for... Um, small little boutique studios and about 15 years ago i started working at fox broadcasting doing promos and i came out with a uh, really bitchin old 68 triumph tr6c and after my beautiful chevy silverado was uh quickly stolen off the streets of venice where i finally <laughs> landed uh, about six months into my um habit here, habitat here i uh met gary swan another gnarly racer dude who was the only guy in town that could fix my old bike and from there on out i was way into bikes and what did you have my my that bike was a 68 tr6c triumph a nice. uh, little 650 uh, single carb and uh it was all ratted out and uh we found out uh when i had no money working on that thing um all the problems that it had and i look back today it's t- t- today i'd be like let's do this 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 and this and here's the money and just go and do yeah, it yeah. but back then it was scraping Holy together shit, are you crazy? bottles yeah. and uh <laughs> st- right. sleeping at gary's house when the fucking bike wouldn't run and if anyone <laughs> yeah. knows gary that was kind of nutty but um so i i ran in with a bunch of motorcycle dudes and um following gary around for a while i um got into the racing scene after I was into photography at the time, but I would follow him around and take photos of the old Corsa back in the day and run up to Tulare at the flat track with him and uh, going around the country actually because one of the stops in the Armature is in Michigan, right about half an hour from our house. So I eventually um, started racing myself, road racing, and uh, living in Venice. I was part of the Venice Vintage Motorcycle Club for a, a long time. Uh, Deus uh, Ex Machina was down there and meeting a lot of friends. And you know, you know, what's the ten, last 10 years of motorcycles has been like in Southern California? Oh, yeah, it's man, it's yeah. been yeah. an Insta explosion. Famous. I yeah. mean, right <laughs> when we started the uh, Venice Vintage thing, and I started doing the rally, which was a pretty neat scene, we we're two years ahead of Born Free. or one show or any of this kind of stuff or the whole cafe sort of scene, even though I never owned a cafe racer technically, unless you call a 2003 R one, a cafe racer,
0: right.
2: which is the evolution of it, I guess. Um, uh, but it, it really, we were a little bit ahead of it on the, of the wave and it, it really exploded. And the whole motorcycle scene has really exploded, especially the vintage scene. So I yeah. d- did events. I had a background in events and that's sort of where I, um, I guess, made my claim to fame here. Just running and and being... I I love bikes. I love people. So I get really passionate. And I see something. And I know we can do events. I I, I see something I want to do. And so I think that just doing a lot of that for the last 10 years sort of has got my name bounced around. So that's what I've been doing.
0: Yeah. You know, nobody in L.A. loves motorbikes and photography and craft brewing and all that shit. It's like, you're one of a kind, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But no, yeah, that, I mean, that is, I mean, if you're going to come to someplace to do all that stuff, Venice, I couldn't, you know, yeah. I couldn't imagine a, <laughs> a better place. You know what, by the way, I think, like, a six-month-old baby could get stole off the streets of Venice. Like, people <sighs> just wander around there collecting whatever yeah. is unlocked or they can put their oh, fingers into it. Oh, I it's. had
2: people sleep in my car. <laughs> I'm coming out there <laughs> yeah. in the morning yeah. and dragging them out <laughs> like, of my yeah. old house. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And, like,
0: grrr. I, ghost, I had a uh, a Volkswagen... And yeah, it took me like a week and a half to realize somebody was sleeping in mine. And then I noticed right under the door latch, there was like a puncture mark where they were sticking a screwdriver in and just flipping the locks up at night. So
1: they didn't want to steal anything. They, didn't steal. they just they wanted, just to, wanted sleep. to sleep.
0: Yeah. Okay. They looked in and they're like, well, this stock stereo isn't worth anything. I just want this back seat. So yeah, somebody <laughs> was sleeping in my car for like a week and a half before I found out. And I was like, uh. so yeah, it happens, folks. And then, so Michigan, you still got family back there and you still got friends back there? I'd- I
2: do. I st- I, uh, I have a lot of friends back there. I went to college at the uh, University of Michigan. I still have a, a, a really good connection Go with Badgers. my friends back there. Go Badgers. Go Honey Badgers. The Wolverines. <laughs> They're going extinct. <laughs> okay. Our beautiful oh, no. Wolverines are it's going true. extinct.
0: It's all the trapping, I hear.
2: Um, but we have a. Um, we still have a lot of fun back there. And uh, before I, um, before we got busy, and Caroline and I got together and really started doing a lot of stuff. Um, I would always do the Midwest West tour on the Arm Around, which was uh a place in call- a place near Grand Rapids called um let's see if I can think of the raceway, uh Grattan Raceway. And then the weekend following we would go over to Road America, which is a world class raceway, a oh, four point yeah. two mile fucking maniac scene. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was fun to invite family and friends to come see us at the track. It'd always be a wax scene, but I'd always get a couple of days with them hanging out, but I grew up in a bait store. Uh, My father owned a bait store. And we ran around and did whatever the hell we wanted all the time. uh, Breaking glass and digging up worms and trapping minnows and getting hurt and having fun. So...
0: Yeah, that nice. sounds like my childhood. We yeah. grew up with BB guns. My neighbor's dad had a bunch of windows. And then, like, one week he came out and he's like, Why are they all busted? And they're like, You left them in your barn for like three years. We thought we could just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's just what kids do back then, you know? Right? Yes. You see, like, I grew up in Indiana. Too, yeah. We used to shoot shit with BB guns yeah. and go yep. fishing. Yeah, you used like, to shoot. And you just you, you might, I might have
0: shot fish with a BB gun if uh, somebody hadn't told me it would ricochet and poke my <laughs> eye out. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's pretty cool that you ended up, you know, you ended up out here doing what you're doing now. I think that's a, it's a pretty cool, I mean, it took you a little while to get here, but man, you, you did it.
2: I, uh, i never dreamed I would be out here. I, um, I had I don't know why I ended up out here <laughs> to, to be, to be honest with you, I think it was mostly cause I want to be a rock and roll star and yeah. I, I thought that I was going to be a rocker. I played guitar I one time years ago. I used to play guitar and, uh, I was, uh, on the ins and outs with my girlfriend at the time and she got her job. And I said, well, fuck this. I'm quitting my job and I'm going out to LA to beat her out there. <laughs> well, little, just before I'm leaving, she's like, will you take all my shit with you? Because I was driving with my new yeah, truck. Right, out yeah, here. Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> um, and that was sort of how I ended up out here. And uh, I got my first real job that paid like 10 bucks an hour um, at Pico and Bundy at a little place called BBP Recording. And I figured, uh, I said, if I'm gonna. Get a job in Hollywood. I'll live in Hollywood. But if I get a job uh, near the West Side, I'm gonna live in Venice. Mm. And Venice—that was still a uh, still crusty kind of Venice, not the big, popular Abbot Kinney.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Fucking you, I, mess it is now. Yeah. Ugh.
0: It's funny because I yeah, want to kill
2: everybody when I go down there. Yeah. It's I funny. I stay away because I don't want to com- commit yeah. homicide. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> well, that's me in half of L.A. It's, right. But that's L.A. in general is happening that way. You know what I mean? Like it's turning into a, a hipster fuck fest around here right. it's funny my friend bought her uh cb404 off of shannon uh when he was just running S&S cycles out of his garage
2: that's where I, that's where i sort of started with those guys shannon was in a shannon run a ran a cool bar Nikki's, right on the beach yeah. and we i lived two blocks away and i'd go in there once in a while and he caught me one day talking about my old triumph and uh they had already started the little vvmc thing which mainly was a uh a, uh, a drinking club with a motorcycle problem. Yeah. And That's how um, a lot of them start out. Yeah, right? and uh we had a hell of a lot of fun and Shannon still Shannon uh wed down. Um now he has two, maybe even three now, but I think he's got two two kids and uh they finally packed up and got out of town and got a really nice place. I think they're down in Orange County, but Shannon still he's is a, is a good dude, very smart guy. He's from um the Minnesota area too, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Definitely smart, good with snow, moved to Venice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he followed the, Over the trajectory. Snow. Yeah, Done he followed the, the trajectory snow. of everybody else from Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I met him, I don't think... V- VVMC was just kicking off that first year, I think. So, I mean, I this is years ago when I first moved up here. It must have been like 10 or 15, not quite 15 years yeah, ago, but at least 10 years ago, years ago yeah. yeah. Moving on to the the Brady Walker story, how did you you got into the racing stuff you say racing your bike what when did that how about how long ago did that happen
2: God, i was looking at some old shit because we're packing up our place because we bought a uh, you know we bought a ranch and we're moving out and all this stuff and i bet you 20 bucks that was six or seven years ago i, I was i was with the um I was with the club, and we'd go out to the course every year and and take acid and freak out and and get hurt and just be retarded. And I was just like, this is amazing. And I said, one year we are out there, and I said, I'm going to go race this thing. And they're like, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. I said, who's with me? And everyone's like, we are. And I think, uh, no, not the first year. I was the only one to do it, and I went out, and I fucking did it and um so that was probably like six or seven years ago so i was with the club for a few years before we did that but we were we were all a bunch of knuckleheads coming up here and just being retarded and getting drunk and yeah uh, and uh
0: i went with my buddy it's been it's been a while ago i don't know what year it was if it was the first year it started but you could actually ride out on the track like you could ride on parts of the track i feel like at some point i think that
2: there's some sometimes i have heard a few things um like people after after the races were over people would go out and ride around yeah one of my favorite stories we would was, straight up, like sleep out there yeah we, but we would sleep you know there yeah but people you're not supposed to be on the fucking track <laughs> yeah <right. at> midnight <laughs> with your fucking motorcycle it's a it's a racetrack and you can get hurt well people don't realize the omega at willow springs that's like a few stories high
1: it's really big it's very weird, and you don't realize it. it when yeah. you're riding it because it no. just seems
2: like I'm turning left, I'm going, and then. You but when go you out drive there. up
1: the driveway around the track and you're at the the Budweiser booth up there, you're mm-hmm. like, "Damn, I am up here!" Yeah, yeah. like you you don't realize it.
0: Yeah, when we were talking about...
1: Like three into four. Yeah, when we were talking crazy. about the
0: turn, how there's a mountain, I realized when you're on the track, if you're ever watching footage of the track, it doesn't seem, it doesn't look like a mountain. But when you're sitting there at the grandstands and you're watching two disappear, they disappear behind a hill. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, and, it's, and then it goes up to the balcony up there, the Budweiser balcony, whatever the hell they call it. And uh, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Heath was telling me riding up that thing, he's like, you come out of three and you're wide open again. And like the first time I wrote it when I came out in December, I wasn't wide open. And then last week I was like, I'd come out at three and sure enough I'd blip wide open for a second. And I was like, wow. <laughs> well you've
2: got to have your you have to have your shift on and know where your yeah. shift points are. Because yeah. my thing is I still am very, very scared of three and I have to follow people around because it's sort of that old thing where it's like well, if your friends jump off a bridge, would you? And I'm like, well, they did it right. Yeah, and turn, right? so it's like, are you going to go into turn three at 100 miles an hour? And I'm like, well, that guy can do it. I know I can do it, too. But if I'm out there by myself, I'm like, break, 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 break.
0: Yeah.
2: And then, yeah, you, you get it open. But that uh, we had some fun. We only did a couple laps together um, at yeah. my last track day. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you get, if you get at the right point and you're uh, hauling ass and you're in the right gear and uh, you're way up in the power band, whatever bike you've got, you can get up into three and just start plowing right up the hill. And when you're actually on a bike, you don't really realize that you're going uphill for some reason. I don't, I know, I know you are, but the
1: first time I rode it, I did because it would, I would lose so much speed there. And I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) And it's because you're going up so steep, but I was on the throttle, like it was flat yeah and you like four's right there, so you're not like really trying to accelerate, but because you're going up so steep, you do need to yeah, so I remember like I'd go into four and I'm like I like the bike starts chugging and I'm like, what am I doing Downship. and it's yeah, there's like so it's so steep that I was just not giving enough throttle. Everyone. So we should backtrack a little bit like we I need to ask you like the most basic question okay. How long have you been riding or, like, about what age did you start riding? When we were kids, we grew
2: up in the countryside, and we had a few acres. And I remember um, we were probably, I forget how old we were, probably, like, seven. And my brother's a couple years younger than me, so probably seven and nine. And we knew that someone bought the big house and was building a big house across the street and bought all the acreage up. Like, there's a huge cornfield, maybe 160 acres, and they come buzzing by on a big red honda so nice. this is probably like 80 I was, I was born in 76 so 76 86 it's so probably like 83 big red honda the big fucking yeah and it was a three wheeler it's not four wheelers yeah. and it was just they come chugging down the road because you can do whatever the fuck you want out there in the country roads yep. and we're like oh my god cuz we're out there playing basketball and like picking our nose and breaking glass and Shoot, we ran Shooting inside.
0: minnows at the BB gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And
2: we <laughs> ran inside and said, we have to have one of these. And well, we couldn't afford it. We were poor. So my parents bought us a pair of these oddball fucking Honda 110s, uh, two different models that we loved. And we ran the fuck out of them. We never got into motorcycles. And really, I wasn't into motorcycles until I got the Triumph running in my high school year, my high school senior year. But we went out and we in the summer times, we were gone. For days, just like we would go out and create forts and racetracks. And I mean, full on racetracks. We were out there being completely retarded.
1: I remember one of our favorite stories was um those old 110s were so bomb proof though. They were. We would we would do crazy stuff. And you could fill them up and ride all weekend nonstop. Yeah. They just yeah. When when I first moved
0: here from Arkansas, my neighbor had one, and that's how we got around for the rest of my life until I moved away from that house. It was me and him. Even when it became illegal to ride ATVs and all that shit, we were yeah. the pull start
1: ones. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have an electric. With star. no suspension, they just had yeah. the flat tires. It was on the tires. Ones.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's why my my lumbar is like basically blasted right now is because of that thing but i remember going over and helping him like what's this coil thing we're looking at and he's like just put your finger on it and don't move and uh, he, he was you know we're like 10 years old and he's rebuilding the pull starter on it and i'm like what's this thing he's like just hold it and then from that day on we were just like if we wanted to ride it We had to fix it But those things yeah. That was literally The only thing That ever broke On that fucking thing yeah. Until the tires Went Yeah flat. the pull
1: start ropes would Yeah
2: <laughs> Oh that was the only thing That happened with ours yeah. And I remember Trying to take it apart And like uh, I remember I was pretty Mechanically inclined And I would like Try it, <laughs> to tie The fucking rope together It's like It's not working <laughs> That would never broke Ours never broke Yeah Because my parents Have been like Fuck you Yeah You better go out And collect some bottles yeah. <laughs> Michigan had the Ten cent rule For the cans oh, way right Way before everyone else So we could go Collect bottles and we were we we're golden we uh so that's where we started as as far as i was we 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 were just we were not scared of anything we, I don't think we wore helmets in the wintertime we would tie up uh <laughs> anything we could find and drag it behind it whether it be yeah. oh, yeah. inflatables or sleds oh, yeah. and just go out and be
1: complete maniacs but uh sleep, it was not a sleeping bag
0: with your buddy <laughs> I live kind of in town oh, yeah.
1: and we used to do that my buddies uh, I had a fa- I had a 250 R three wheeler for a while, but his dad made this like little three wheeler thing with like a little Briggs on the back. That you like kind of sat in. It was like a kit, and it reminded me it was like fiberglass body, kind of like the Manx Volkswagen stuff. Mm-hmm. So we would like cruise around the whole neighborhood all winter long. <laughs> never once got in trouble. Like in an old car. No, it was, like, a little three-wheeled, like, pull-start, like, three-wheeler thing. Yeah, it was weird. But it was, like, a kit you'd put together. And it just, the style reminded me of, like, the Manx, like, fiberglass fenders and stuff.
2: They had those for the RD350, too. Yeah. Jay LaRosa's got a few of them hanging on the wall. I'm like, why don't you get an RD350 and make, just imagine an RD350 that runs good with a
1: three-wheeler. It'd be, like... Broken bones. Yeah. Coming my way. <laughs> yeah, we... And it was just like, we'd go around the house until the grass under the snow was gone. <laughs> and we go around the neighborhood. Dude, I can't imagine, like... Uh, now, du- dude, now we would be three houses down and the cops would be showing yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I know. It's one of the... It's... I remember the very first time that... Because we... Because our other neighbors had quads. I mean, I, like you, I, my family was so poor, they're like, your neighbor has a fucking ATV. You go right his. <laughs> so, the other... Thing was that the Hells Angels were not too far from us and all those kids because of the um, the illustrious career of the Hells Angels had like just tons of money so all the kids had quads that were like the kids of those guys and th- we would just cruise those things around but the very first time I ever saw a quad hauling ass at like eighty miles an hour with the cop car behind it. I pretty much knew who it was, but that's also when it became like illegal to ride. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I saw the beginning of the end, and I was like, oh man, like I guess I
2: didn't they outlaw three wheelers,
0: and then they outlawed three wheelers. They, they outlawed death them. Machines. Like
2: they completely fucking outlawed them. <laughs> they couldn't sell them anymore. I think we could I think they couldn't sell them in. anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. But they,
1: they back. I remember when they were like, it's a flip hazard. My our friend oh, had.
0: Yeah. I flipped a few because I had <laughs>
1: yeah. a, I had a two fifty R in the mid late nineties. That's a fucking like when fast was, little bud. Oh yeah. So when I was a little kid, my dad had a three fifty X. And I guess he told me I don't even remember all of it, but he told me if I could start it, I could ride it. So he said when I was like I was let's see, probably eight, nine years old, if that. And I would jump both feet on the Kickstarter and get it started. Yeah. And then I couldn't squeeze the clutch in. So I'd pull it in with both hands. And then, you know, it's easier to release. So I could release it with one and then I would never – I could sh- – you know, you can shift them without a clutch. So I'd ride all around with no nope, – like not using the clutch. <laughs> Bang. And then when I – yeah, I'd come back up and I'd pull it in going down the driveway, pull the clutch in and shut it off. Shit. I'm like – he would just like – I'd go – we had 40 acres. Like he would just let me go run out in the back yeah. 40 acres yeah. with a 350X. Yeah. That's
0: something like, that nobody in California will ever. Well, I shouldn't say like all the motocross dudes in Temecula, yeah, but nobody else will ever experience is that just being able well, to but, see, and especially be on not your own like property. not being nine You're years awesome. old and yeah. just yeah. being on your own yeah. property
1: on a three yeah. fifty X three wheeler. Like, yeah, yeah. The only thing more wicked was like a two fifty R, and then of course when I was like thirteen or fourteen, he's like, "Yeah, we should get you a three wheeler. Let's get a two fifty R." Like. I remember yeah. like friends of mine would ride it and get scared. Yeah. Like, I don't want to ride
0: my it. My buddy had a Tri Z, which was like a Yamaha three, tri- it was a triple. And fuck, that thing was like driving a goddamn Ferrari out on dirt, though. You know, with, with like, yeah, they yeah were it was terrible. I, I, you know, I did my I first one, though. my first wheelie backwards on that thing was pretty rad. It was a two stroke, too. And so that thing would just like, triple two-stroke and just be like and like your feet are flying behind you and we shouldn't have been riding it yeah at the age we were and you're in bare feet Ah, yeah yeah. no helmets yeah (laughs) flip-flops like shorts
1: like (laughs) you name it mom i've got like skin hanging off (laughs) so why um with the racing and stuff why the focus on old bikes i know like since not really my background, I guess, but my current background is flat track, like old bikes still do well mm-hmm. but in road racing, and this is a hundred percent true, especially some of the guys that I was riding with last weekend but in road racing, I feel like the technology definitely helps a little bit more so why why are you still like really into the old the vintage bikes on the tracks
2: it's mostly because of the the race organization arma, and I would say that's probably eighty eighty or ninety percent of it but we, there's a ton of modern day track days and I never wanted to start a fucking track day. It was, I mean, seriously, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and I've had my modern bikes on track days and whatnot, but we had to go somewhere and to, 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 test and tune our bikes for the races. And there's not, there's most of the races in the Arma series are back on the East coast. We only get a couple out here. And so we're out at, you know, I took my sr 500 to Fontana First of all, it's like 270 bucks with fast track riders or whomever. And I pull up and everyone's got an R1 or a Panigal. And I'm like, here's my bike. And they're like, are you (laughs) fucking serious? And I'm like, listen, tell your friends not to run me over and I'll be fine. Yeah. And I'll show them a thing or two, I'm sure. Because I'm actually serious about this, not being out here for ego or what have you. So that was the first time. The second time was when... I had uh, my new Jixer, the one you saw was in his first reincarnate or incarnation.
1: My new, it's an eighty-seven. It's
2: a, a it's an eighty-eight with a ninety-one engine. So yeah, it's it's an old okay. bike, but it's a, it's still <laughs> a, what I call a modern bike. And Caroline had her seventy-one CL three hundred and fifty, we and we're at a track day at Willow Springs. And I mean, even my jixer was. 30 years older than the oldest bike there. And I said, what the fuck? I know these people here. I, I used to know, um, Bill Huth before, um, before he died. And I said, let me go talk to these people and say, tell them, like, listen, how can I try and do a track day out here? And Brian Hertzfeld, who is part of my team and all the Cretans guys were way into this shit. And they're like, we should do it. This would be great. You know, get the old bikes out there, and we're like, okay. And so we finally picked a date, and the only days they have available are in the dead of the summer, where it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> and we pulled it off, and it actually happened. And you know, you didn't, we didn't make any money, but I'm always into entrepreneurs. Out in
0: Lancaster, you're talking. Oh yeah, it was oh, like yeah. yeah it's got to be like 120, 110. <laughs> yeah.
2: And they actually gave me the day for free because they bumped me from another day that I had. And they're like, would you take? Would you bump yourself, and we can do it this day? And I was like, well, that gives me more time to try and figure out who's coming because i'm gonna lose my shirt since i was paying for it all and so that helped and it, and it went really really well and we're like well maybe we should do some more and so that's where the focus for the old bikes come there's a ton of modern bike um
1: clubs oh, there's out a bunch. There. you know it's funny my bike's in 07 although i did decide after riding around with you to sell it I want an RC 51. Yeah. Those are great bikes. Yeah. A little older than that. Still not even, still not even as old as your Jigsaw, but I used to have one and it's like the biggest regret. I love them. I saw one yesterday. I hear it and I was just like, fuck.
0: Those are V4s, right? V twins. Oh, were they twins? Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, there's a hint. There's a couple of them out there. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I don't want a pretty, I won't want one to take to the track. Like, mm-hmm. and that's part of the thing with my Ducati. It's like, I'm doing more and more track days and less and less street. So I'm like, I think an RC would be better. And I miss them, mm-hmm. and it would be a little cheaper for parts, but yep. the bike is gonna hopefully. So, yeah, I don't really care if it's like super clean, super pretty. I just won't wanna take the track and I want an RC so it can be scratched I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But, so, but yeah, like I go to the track and my bike's old. I'm yeah. Like, man, like it's insane. But then, you know, it's funny because you watch. Like, going out with with the guys on your track day, it's, like, a bike from the 70s, and it's shredding. And then you go, and there's a brand new 1098 or whatever, and it's, like, the guy could ride with his kickstand down. Oh, yeah. And I'm, like, at least he's out on the track, but I'm, like, dude, like, lean off a little bit. Like, try. I don't know.
2: Well, that's why we have the slow group, and I think that it's really neat that we have a few people every time that come toward our track day. It's a little bit more accessible so that we have people that have never been to the track at least three or four of them every single time. Yeah. And um, I think that's fucking awesome. And I think I like the classic track day that we've sort of come up with after a couple of years. Um, it's starting to, you know, become its own thing. And we are allowing mo- more modern bikes in on a case-by-case basis, but it's, it's less intimidating. I mean, you yeah. go to some of these track days and the thing I've battled with for years was ego, you know. And you go to these track days, and these guys are like, "Fuck you!" So I'm out here on my SR500. These guys are turning around, going into turns. I'm like, "Turn around! What are you doing? <laughs> what, uh, you're not scaring me. I, I, I can slow down, and you can just go ahead, whatever." And so I think that you know we have a slow group, and there's some slow motherfuckers in our slow group, and it's funny as hell. You're right; they're not getting off, but they don't know. Yeah, and they're trying it, and it's like there's not cars coming at them, and yeah. um. Jerome Brown, he's uh, he's friends with Patch and us and all, and uh, Race's Arma, and he brought his uh, girlfriend, maybe is his wife, Nikki, out, and she was at her first track day, and she was so nervous, and she had this little Superhawk, I think it was. It wasn't even a 350. I think it was a CB250 or something, and mm-hmm. she fucking crashed it, and she was like, that was really fun. and it, You know, it kind of is at a slow speed. Yeah. I think she crashed it at Turn 4 and just sort of let it go and scratched the bike a little bit and lost the peg. But um,
0: live live to race another day. It's definitely
1: I like the atmosphere. It's definitely a little more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that about it. I also like that. I think I got bumped up to group one. So I feel super rad.
2: You're pretty quick. (laughs) You're pretty Um, quick out there. And that's a monster, right?
1: Yeah, it's an old monster. Yeah. Um, bike I I think it's not bad. It is not bad. I I enjoy it. Um, I think tournament will have to come out on his 250. Yeah. And that's cool that like we can both go to the same day. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Well, that's the thing I
0: was going to say, too, is that unlike the modern track bike days where if you have something older than five years, you're kind of poo-pooed, you know what I mean? Where this, I feel like... It could be a 1968 or a 2008 or a 2018, and you guys don't really give a rat's ass. You're out there to have fun. It's the whole racer thing. People, I think when people go to track days and when people actually start racing, it's two different worlds. When you're racing, you know, people that are real racers will come over to give you their gas or, like, give you a part that you need. Where on the track day, it's kind of like, it's more of like, hey, dude, I got my knee down. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little bit more, like, show-off-y, I feel, Mm -hmm. where... I feel like these classic track days is A, like practice days for everybody here in SoCal that races Arma. And B, it's a little bit more like, the it sounds like it's a little bit more like the racer atmosphere. Because I've only gone to uh, one ramming speed, I think. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, I've gone to Arma races before, you know, I've gone to the Motocorsa a few times. And so cool. And then when I saw the classic track days, I was like, this is like, holy shit this is like the track day for the arma guys where you yeah. don't have 18 guys out there on their like 1098 or well well and
1: those like little panegales like those people race and they're fast yeah but they're still on a 40 yeah. 50 year old 350 yeah. Like, yeah they have no business on the track with a brand new cbr 600 <laughs> and someone that doesn't yeah. know what they're doing yeah yeah, like, yeah. that's a bad that's more
2: that's some of the stuff where we've had a couple of a couple of mishaps because We've got people on very fast bikes and they're, you know, not very good at it. And so they're in like a slow group. But what happens is, is that they start to get a little bit faster, and they're going to, you know, they get on the straightaway, and sure, they can get around people and and go really, really fast. And so we're like, wow, are they going too fast? Or are they passing right? And then you got a CB160 out there with someone that thinks they're in the slow group. Like, for instance, my friend Phil from San Diego's on his uh, CBX, and I'm like, you can't be in the third group anymore. These are slow people, slow bikes, get in the second group, all the guys that come out with the Harleys, um, Jiffy Tune. 27
1: Cycles. 27 Cycles i took my harley out last time it was fun yeah Yeah. that dude on that crazy cb 750 1100 thing he like i got around him and he passed me back and he's like i didn't want to get passed by a harley (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah. that bike's so i remember like lusting over that bike he said he just got it from europe like last year or something or two what is it it's a silver uh with like blue accent cb 750 like constar wheels um but he said it's punched out to like an 1100. Yeah. Huh. It was that, fancy. I think that
2: dude. might be um, CJ Benura who races with us is after like a, a couple of years. Bold
0: or like naked style. Yeah. No, it's it's still, like, an it
2: looks 80s, like a, a 70s or 80s CB750. Yeah. And yeah. Then it looks sort of like they also made the 900 Supersport that sort of yeah. looked like that too. But oh, it's just a yeah. really fucking cool paint scheme. What you're about. Yeah. And um about.
0: Is it got the stripes on it? Like the matching the stripes? Yeah. Silver with the blue and the CBX had the same, like,
1: same tank, same little trample. I saw freaking Grom.
0: At Long Beach a couple of years ago, that had done a replica of that, oh, like nice. on the Grom. It was like all silver and blue. Yeah, yeah it was red. Yeah, I, that I, thing
1: was like, I think it had 17s on it. Yeah, I think it did have 17s. It didn't have the Conkstar wheels. It had 17s, yeah. Olin suspension, aluminum swing arm. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was tits. And they it sound was nice.
2: radical. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. screaming by But you know, the
1: CBX out there too, like that one's pretty stockish.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. well, he's was, got, he bought oh, a turbo from my other friend, Phil. Oh, no. So he didn't have the turbo ready. He barely got that one together for want the last decade. turbo record. that
1: one. It's, fast. it's just such a pretty CBA. <laughs> it's fast. I, I They're not talking... slow anyway. I have an 82. Yeah. They haul. Yeah.
0: I was talking to Pat. Uh, I, I haven't been to the course of, I didn't go last year. I might go uh, this year. But there was a dude out there. Is that on a Benetton or something like that? Is that bike called a? Is there a bike called a Benetton? It was, just, it, was la- it was loud as fuck. It was like the loudest bike. Ripping down oh, there.
2: at the uh, at the Corsa. Yeah. They bring out the special bikes for the uh, parade in the middle at lunchtime. Um, it's not a Benetton. It's a. Um, I know what you're talking.
0: Dude, that um, bike was. It was fast and it was loud. And I, I was can't just think like. Of it. Woo. It's an
2: Italian brand. And yes, they, they they had a lot of crazy ass designs back then. I'm trying to think because if if anyone uh, any of my old friends hear me talking and I don't know the name of that bike <laughs> i can i can see the name right a now a lot of emails it's an old 50s <laughs> right, or 60s right. you know the yeah. ball yeah well, for even
1: sure. uh gt from von Zipper, he had his two trams, but then he had what year was that norton he was out that's on a norton
2: weekend. manx like a 60s like yeah. a 61 62 maybe I think He embraces that and um I, don't, I think that's class c he yeah he's got some badass bikes and i remember yeah. that uh he had the blue one there which is a stock 650 for that class and then the other block one he says he's trying to sell it because he says it's fast as hell it scares the hell out of him and that's how it is with the Jixer, because i was like i'm yeah. selling this fucking thing yeah. scared shitless yeah. of it because you go real real fast around yeah. turn eight mm-hmm. as fast as you can go yeah and you, you're like what's going on well it was very unreliable and i think a lot of it had to do with the uh, exhaust and i've got friends at cone engineering and my friend Evan at Iron um, Cobra's Fabrication. And between the two of them, they pretty much dial in both of my bikes. Like Richard Cone sponsors us, throws us some shit. Um, I always kick him back on when I'm doing events and whatnot. But then Evan will fab it all up and make it good. And whatever he did with that new exhaust just tamed the bike down and gave it like 10 more horsepower. And I feel hmm. real confident. I'm going to be racing it hmm. next nice. weekend. this weekend, this weekend, like in five days. I'm going to race my first race. Yeah. Actually, when next this gen. comes
1: out, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah. Or it'll be today and tomorrow, right? Yeah. Well, the course is Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Or just Saturday? Practice Sunday? Friday, race Saturday, Sunday. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if you're hearing this, they're practicing today. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: racing then they'll be tomorrow and
0: Sunday. Racing tomorrow and Sunday. So get your asses out if you're oh, hearing this. 10 bucks. What? Yeah. You, what I
2: mean, yeah. it's going to be a blast. Saturday's the day to go. Well, get out and
1: there. I just saw a photo of like the Solving Museum brought some stuff down a couple years ago or last They year.
2: always like, bring stuff out.
1: So for $10, like, you get to see museum bikes that you would pay more than $10 to see, and you get to see them go out on a racetrack. Yeah. And race and start up and That run. is rad. Like, that is yeah. unheard of.
2: It's like going to these old bike shows, whether it be a swap meet type thing or a big event type of thing, but the fucking bikes are actually running. Yeah. And they're racing as fast as you can make them go. So whether it's a little, Benelli is the name of the brand. Oh, yeah, Benelli. Uh, it's a right. Benelli. Um, but like either those small little Italian Benelli's or we had the, um, the, uh, bull toe guys from bull taco, like the, the yeah. grandsons I of the bull toes out there on these little two fifty bull tacos. Yeah. And those fucking things are fast.
0: Not the Astro, but I can't remember what the cafe what what racer have? was. was a road racer it was, road, a, yeah. they had a cafe racer. Oh, they're so rad. Like, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. the Astros aren't slow. No, the Astros were the, uh, like the flat tracker one and the, um, I forget what the road racer one was, but yeah, they had, they literally came with like a little, you know, bikini fairing and just like Mm a feather bed frame. They're so rad. Like, and I love bull tacos. Um, my, my old boss had about like 80 of them in our, I worked at a body shop and up above like the parts department. He had like on, it was like these shelves up here where there's nothing, but he just had like 80 fucking old bull tacos and some old, uh. Montessa like
1: trial bikes and shit up there is But rad. it's so cool to see it like out and yeah. right being oh, ridden yeah. and yeah. on a track. And blowing
2: them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and destroying them. hey And still, some of these bikes, you can't find parts. I was you gotta just make gonna the say, parts. Yeah.
0: Bull Taco, you gotta be rich. I think there's yeah. still like a, a maybe like a clandestine parts network if you're like, if you've got some weird sort of, if you're beyond Bitcoin, if you've got like some more secretive type of currency than Bitcoin, you can find. But yeah, that's the thing. We were. I was at Atlantis a couple weeks ago uh, down in Silver Lake, and there's a dude with a BSA in there, and I'm looking at it going, oh, I love BSAs. My friend's got a cool old gold star, and these things are so rad. And they're like, yeah, we're the guy's pissed because it's taking so long we're waiting on a part and i was like well where the fuck are you gonna find a part for like a 58 bsa or whatever you know like the, dude you're gonna be waiting for a little bit like 1958 until the time machine rolls around isn't you know those, those things are rarer and rarer
2: well i found i found the answer to that question i um this recent recently last year i um joined the like the bsa club and the norton club of southern california and like the VJMC and the AMCA, which is an Antique Motorcycle Club, and you know they're not very hip. Um, they're not you know cafe racing and shit. But they have a network. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm also in the Velocette Club, so I just join all these because it's like twenty bucks a gear. You don't have to do shit. Just show up and or if you want to and ride around or or not and just learn <laughs> about people. But it's it's this secret web. Like I talked yeah. to a friend of mine mm-hmm. who's very very wealthy and loves this old stuff, and I'm like why do you go because sometimes i get frustrated because you get a lot of personalities that conflict with me <laughs> i'm a very easy going people and other people are very like ah. and uh hey, he's as, like
0: especially the more vintage and like more oh, yeah. secretive the, the and more the older
1: like, and se- yeah exactly the more, the more crotchety they're but like you, old badgers but like, i have noticed yeah. like some of those old guys though not that we're young but we're so much younger than them that they see that they can help pass that on. Yeah, because they know that some like of for them, them the, is right, coming. Yeah. yeah, some of them. Some do. Some, some of don't. them will be like, let me. You can just have it here. Yeah. Like, and it's like, what? Yeah. Like, no, I don't mind paying for it. And they're like, no, no. Like their kids aren't in it. And their grandkids yeah. aren't in it. <laughs> And they want to see like they have such a passion for that bike, or like I have an old Plymouth and I found that out. Yeah. Even with my CBX, oh, yeah. I found guys like that. That's yeah. the dude. And that they were always... just like, "Yeah, here I got, yeah. I got these parts. You can just have them." And I'm like,
0: "Those oh, are okay. the guys that I call the forum ninjas." When you don't, when you don't know, or you get a new bike and you go on these forums, and all of a sudden there's some dude like everyone's telling you all this shit, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, "That doesn't make sense." And then there's somebody to come and refute, or like totally bust their chops about why that's wrong and then secretly some old dude comes on and just quietly posts like something you're like huh and you start talking to him and he's like the forum ninja that knows every goddamn thing like oh the those main jets only threaded in two and three quarters of a turn and then they they bottomed out or whatever you know what i mean and everyone else is like oh you just need to drill it blah blah so you meet these little forum ninja dudes but some of those guys are like you're not getting my dark secrets you know like i think it's a it's a that there's a thin line definitely between... definitely like a hit-miss. Yeah, yeah. They either want to pass it on or take it to the grave. They're like, You're, you didn't put in the time to learn this shit. Well, that's
2: what <laughs> they want, is they want your time. They want you to show the interest. Yeah. And that's the same thing he said. He's like, my buddy, who I was speaking of, is like... I, I want this. I want this bike, and one of these guys have got it, and I've got to fucking play their fucking game until <laughs> I get the fucking bike. Because <laughs> he's not looking for parts. He's looking for bikes right. in, like, very rare, expensive, un, ungodly, you know, yeah. weird-ass bikes. And I said, okay, well... Now I understand
0: why you put up with that shit. It's like the the stock market. uh, You got to play the long game if you want to get rich. You know, there's no getting rich I wish I could
1: get people into my grandpa's place. Like when you guys go back from mid-Ohio in Indiana, like he's got so many old rad bikes, but he's just one of those old men. He's like, well, I don't want anyone to know it's here. Um, I'm like grandpa. Everyone I know is from California. And I'm like, they're totally like respectful people. (laughs) He's like, 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 oh, I, I, I I just don't know. Like my dad says that all the time. mm -hmm. My dad uh, goes, Don't tell him about
2: Cloverdale. Don't tell him. Cloverdale's closed. No one's coming in. Don't want anyone, especially
1: if you're California freaks, coming here. Ah. He's got like a 70 Benelli with 33 miles, a 650 twin, I think. 33 miles? 33 miles. He's got another Benelli with like 300.
0: He drove it home from the dealership and just parked it.
1: He probably didn't even drive it. I think so. He and my dad used to go and like they'd find dealerships that were like going out of business or yeah. like the Benellis. I think they were sitting on the floor for a few years. Yeah. Didn't so he... we bought them super cheap in like the yeah. mid 70s, late 70s, oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. They were trashed. Like, They're yeah. just
2: trash back then. Yeah. All these, ca- all these bikes were trash. I remember the the CB350 was, you couldn't give it away. Yeah. Um, And that wasn't very long ago. And look at, you know, with uh, a couple of the, the, like, Shannon Sweeney and I've heard Jeremy from, (laughs) from Jeremy, the CB350 guy, uh, and a few others, you know, all of a sudden, a CB350 in shit conditions worth $4,000. And you're like,
1: what? In California, yeah. When I think for that class, you have to run a 350. The 360 is no good, right? There's different
2: rules for that. different classes. So, yes, certain, certain different, different bikes, different classes, they do have rules for over bo- for boring and making the engines bigger. So for instance, if you're running a um, production class, which is usually the, they call it the novice class because it's where people start off and they can get in with a very stock. It has to be a stock fucking bike. You can modify a few things, um, but not the engine. And then there's very strict regulations. But then you get into sportsmen class and the sportsman class is pretty much like make it go as fast as you want because honda
1: had the 360 after the 350 Mm -hmm. and i know at least this is of course grandpa's folklore but he said it wasn't as good right Mm -mm.
2: there's some there's some reason why they weren't as good i don't know and i
1: know the but for like the racing the 350 for a long time you had to have the 350 so the 360s were useless but the 350s started getting real expensive yeah so, yeah,
0: a lot of times on stuff like that, it's like how they change the oiling or something stupid that when you get the bigger motor, it'll eat a it'll start eating valves or some shit yeah. because it doesn't. I think
1: that was actually a totally different motor, like the 404 that's like rare and everyone wants. There was like a 354 that's almost identical motor, mm-hmm. it's like board instructed. yeah,
0: there's a yeah. There, there's like a 400, a 450. There was a whole bunch of Hondas that stepped up. I don't by think like, they
1: did a 454 though. Well, they did I did a know. 400 twin and a 450 twin though, they did yeah. a 500 or 550. He did yeah, a brought a yeah. over yesterday. I,
0: I don't know if it was for the American market but they did like this thing where they stepped up 50 cc. They had yeah. the whole line of like those same almost identical looking yeah.
1: for sure. And like 50 cc is like what's the I know.
0: Point? I don't know what they changed the it might have been you know all these weird changes that racers and everybody collectors end up looking at yeah, might have right. come about because of legislation or fucking epa and not epa but whatever it is in japan yeah. you know what i'm saying like there might have been some weird shit or tariffs because you couldn't be over you were taxed by ccs at one point you were also taxed by number of cylinders so there's you, you saw some huge twins for a while that replaced mm-hmm. like inline fours because it, it only have two cylinders but mm-hmm. they're way bigger so yeah it's 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 amazing like what ends up getting onto the track and like being used versus what like actually works for that so, yeah, and even
1: just what like what's floating around and what people yeah. have, what's like desirable is always fun to like. Yeah, like it you could gotta, be the same year, no one wants it. Yeah, and then there's that one bike that's like, yeah, yeah. has to have.
0: Yeah, it's like the CB750s are awesome unless you get the is it the K like the Honda Matic or whatever the <laughs> oh they the, did a Honda Matic yeah, like, so everyone's like oh CB750 and then they see the K they're like oh fuck you this. know what one
1: I really like is the 900 they had with a high low on it. It was a yeah. shaft drive 900. Yeah. It had, like, a high-low. I don't think you could shift it while you were riding. I don't think so. But it I had, like, a five-speed, yeah. I've heard people you do doing low with going out around town yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. And then yeah. if you were hitting the freeway, you'd put it in high, and then you go, yeah. it was, like, lower. Pant. I think I
0: heard Cleveland Moto talking about Because
1: I know, like, so my, my CBX, my dad's like, oh, you want to go – he always liked to go down one tooth in the front. But I'm like, for riding out here, I'm like, I want to go up a tooth in the front. But in first gear – it's already too low of RPM around, like, you know, 20, 25. I'm, like, always on the clutch. But I hit the freeway at 55. It's a dream. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, California freeways, I'm, like, 85. Yeah, yeah. Like, the bike will do it. But I'm, like, I just want to bump those RPM down. Yeah. The tranny is such close ratio. I'm, like, shit, a high-low would be rad on that. Yeah. That's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think they there are some weird bikes that – there's this podcast I listen to out of Cleveland. that The dudes are like all over 50 and they've all had like yeah, every right. bike ever made. And they probably have it sitting in their fucking garage. And yeah, there's some weird shit that they had
1: Yeah.
0: back in the day to regulate. But it's cool
1: to see like those things that were like – you're like, what? They, try. they tried. Stuff. It, yeah. They just tried it. They tried stuff. And especially now I feel like. I talk about it on the show. Like I feel like Honda doesn't especially Honda, they don't try anything. Yeah.
0: Well they don't bring it to market. Except a anymore. bike
1: that'll stand up on its own. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say they don't bring it to market, but they sure do they probably have like a whole warehouse that's nothing but
1: concepts. Right. I bet.
0: Um hey, I have something to ask you about the logistics and how you know, getting into all this stuff, it's apparent to me why you got into it and how you got into it. But the actual like BTS behind the scenes action, um, What does it take? I mean, you, I don't know how many, how much hair you lost or like how many years got taken off your life trying to organize your first track day, but I'm sure like there was a a decent amount of stress, uh, emptying of bank accounts, charging credit cards, all this shit that goes along with just trying to do something fun. You know what I'm saying? Like in the end, you really don't get anything out of it except for that everybody else has a fun on your dime I, mean, right?
2: I, I hope to goodness i get a little bit of fun okay. myself <laughs> well there,
0: uh, there, yeah, right. there you go that <laughs> is that your reward so like going from hey racing my bike is fun to hey i'm gonna put on a track day how the hell did, it, did that happen and what does it take i mean you know
2: it does take some you know you have to have i have a very entrepreneurial business mind and i don't like to lose money but you know sometimes it's worth you know spending the money and if you don't have a little bit of a bank account at 40 years old. It's like, come on. So <laughs> I knew I had the money to lose. And we're not talking tens of thousands of dollars here, but you just sit back and you and you say, Well, we should have a track day for old bikes. Well, how do we do that? You go and talk to the people at Willow Springs and you say, We want to do a track day. Well, this is how much a track costs. You have to have an ambulance, you have to buy insurance if you don't buy if you buy it from us or you buy it and get your own. Um and you have to, and here's the number for race control. And race control is just a bunch of hillbillies that live out in, you know, out in Rosamond that yeah. you put on white clothes and tell them to go flag. If a bike goes flying by, <laughs> you wave the yellow flag. Yeah. So anyway, um, so you sit down and you start running the numbers and you're like, okay, how, how much found those guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they have to on the list at Willow. They have a couple of weird, weird track dudes oh, out there. Bet. John Huggins is the nicest dude. But I don't, I wasn't super stressed out. Like my main stress for that is... First of all, you want to go out and have fun. And you sort of have to figure out, like, okay, how much, how much am I willing to lose? Or, you know, if I don't make any money on this, you know, is, is, what's the trade off? And if, as long as you're having fun, it's, it's not, you can do a few times, but it doesn't turn into a business. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you just have to sit down and run the numbers and say, well, if we get this many people, then we break even. And that's fucking phenomenal. That's great. Uh, you have to have a great girlfriend like Caroline, who listens to me bitch about it all the goddamn time. Yeah. Before you go on, I out. think
0: we need to praise Caroline a little bit, because I've heard you mentioned. <laughs> her name a few times but i feel yeah. like she's getting the short end of the stick on this uh, interview because she oh, i'm sure there's, a lot, on on of, yeah, there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of back end stuff that she probably deals she, with yeah <laughs>
2: she, you know she could she she is great and and the the track days aren't a big deal it's these other events like the californian that's coming up that i can't believe she puts (laughs) up with me and when i used to do the rally and and all this stuff and um and something in doing new things she's on the uh, on the front lines listening to me freak out and bitch or complain or um but as far as doing the track days it's the biggest stress for me is safety and not people and people not getting hurt yeah. And if if we get through the first couple of rounds cuz I really don't suit up or r- r- get my bike out or if I'm at a track day because I'm out there because I want to test and tune my bike too and have some fun, mm-hmm. and that's your trade-off. Because you sit down and you say, "Okay, what does it cost to go to a track day?" Let's say you're going to a moderately priced track day. It's 200 bucks. It's gas to get out there. It's yep. food. It's this, that, the other. And you know, you're for one person, you might be three to four hundred dollars into it. With two yeah. people, you might be six hundred bucks into it. So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I'm getting an opportunity cost of that back, but. When I get out there, I'm like, don't, I don't even open my bag or get anything out. I watch Caroline do her thing, and I get everyone registered, and that's sort of stressful. You're always thinking, like, I want to make sure it runs smoothly, and everyone's having a good time, and yeah. no one's seeing, um, seeing any negativity or me fucking anything up. And you can't really fuck things up because people are there to have a fun afternoon and whatnot, yeah. but you're just like, don't crash. I was <laughs> don't oil say, the track. And yeah. once we get through about four rounds of none of that, then it's like, ah yeah i can relax now a little steam quits even coming if, out of your car yeah, even if someone crashes at that point or you know loses a limb it's like well we got four <laughs> good rounds of practice <laughs> in, and the ambulance came and the blood's cleaned off the track let's go back out let's go have some more fun it's for always the rest crazy
1: of the day. which in december this happened and i've seen it happen on a parade lap but most people in track days crash on the first lap of the first session that
2: was our first crash yeah That was our first crash ever in a year and a half. And, of course,
1: it also scared me for turn three. Everyone's talking about turn three, and then this guy crashes in turn three. But it was December – which by it the way probably for like everyone in the degrees. other part of the country yeah we we were still able to do an outdoor track day in december so that's awesome wisconsin
0: yeah. they're like you fuckers <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we were blowing snow and fucking <laughs> yeah december. they're
1: they're racing tracks in their garage right it, now are, yeah they're like on the
0: um, ice racing while we're and out. i've
1: seen guys on parade laps or not parade laps but the the cool, laps like the, the lap, sighting with sighting laps okay. where they follow the control rider at like I felt like I was going so slow it was dangerous. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. I'm like, how did you crash on that? Yeah. I was going to say you there are the some times where track? I've
0: been turning, uh, following some guys up to the New Year's run that we made. And I felt like they were going so slow in the turns that I was like, shit, I'm going to fucking put my foot out because I'm <laughs> yeah. going to fall over. They're going too slow through the turns. So, yeah, but there's yeah, always that. But, yeah, once you get
1: towards the, like, halfway through the day, you're like, if someone crashes now. Yeah. like You're you done good. Although you're following you around, I, I had a couple – I think we do. I, you said you may hit it, too. Like, we hit a seam in two, and my bike kind of stepped over the whole thing, and I was just like, we're, like, taking a deep breath. Because you can like that
2: turn real quickly. Yeah. So you can
1: go very fast.
2: and oh, It's yeah. really gritty out there in turn two. Like, it's just like, I I, I heard, um, I saw some Instagram posts, I think, back around that January time of some uh, Moto America guys out there, um, and the guys, like, Wow, it's a pretty great track. It's it's kind of gnarly, and I don't even know what they're used to. But I asked somebody, and I'm like, well, it's like fucking like it's, it just chews your tires up because it's yeah. like concrete, yeah. Yeah. just
1: like and when you see the cracks with there. the grass coming through and yeah. in the, yeah. the inside of the turn, <laughs> and you're going fast, it's yeah, very, yeah. very yeah. fast. I turn two about three quarter throttle in fourth gear on my duck, yeah, and it was like. You're cranked. Yeah, yeah you're
0: I've never 80, done Big, Big Willow on a bike, but I've done it in a car, and even in a car, it's like a little sketch. You, you wiggle here and yeah. you wiggle there, and yeah, there's the dust, the fucking wind out there. Let alone phenomenal. a willow, if you run
1: off. Well, yeah, yeah, you you just <laughs> Wait, there's no but, runoff. There's yeah, a ditch and then a runoff.
0: There's I was gonna say up by the balcony. If you were to run off, if you weren't, you know, if you were to miss that turn, right, the balcony is like right there. It seems like yeah, you know, like it's not. There's not like a whole hell of a lot of runoff. In certain areas, you know what I mean. Like sometimes there's, yeah, there's a hill. You're gonna
1: <laughs> fly coming around now. four gets all weird and bumpy too. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be,
2: you gotta yeah. get, be on be on your throttle right, and you've got to know where you're leaning and where you're going because there's a, a million ways to take that turn. Yeah, a million different spots, and I've I've been passed and real racist in that turn, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. you're crazy.
1: Yeah,
0: that's the looper coming down.
1: No, that's at the very top. The very top, yeah, and it
0: turns. But like the exit, yeah, yeah, right before the downhill. Like as you're
1: exiting it, and they've got like the little flag Mark station and the stuff there and the wall like yeah, the little yeah. green wall and I'm like I'm trying to look around the corner but there's a wall in the infield
0: yeah, it's funny uh, yeah you know there's some everybody's been talking about the recent guy I don't even know where it happened I, but I think it was Laguna Seca or something like that that went off on his track day and got hurt I mean, and he's suing him, suing him. Yeah. I mean does that shit ever cross your mind
2: it did because my my, my buddy Brian Hertzfeld who is you know pretty much the uh, he uh he's like I would say second in command of our track day he uh does all the riding schools and he's been racing for a long time. He's such an accomplished guy and very, very smart. And it it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Like two days before the event, he's like, Hey, have you heard of this? This is fucked up. We need to worry about this. And I'm like, (laughs) well, this happened like two years ago. Why am I, he's hearing it two days before the track day. Essentially what happened was the guy missed
0: a rider's meeting,
2: meeting, which people do. And people like, ah, it doesn't matter. Well, this guy's this guy's a knucklehead. I, I think I think he's an asshole. I don't think that the judge should be hearing his court case. What happened was was they had some sandbags out there at Laguna Seca used for Ra- rainwater runoff And direction of water Directing for, it right to, Yeah And um, I guess The guy missed a turn I mean he's He's been riding For very He's got a whole Motorcycle company And all these Custom bikes And I guess He missed the turn Or someone was in front He, he gave a laundry list Of excuses But When he went off the track, he hit one of the sandbags, which threw the bike and he broke both of his fucking legs. I don't know if he broke his femurs, but he broke both of his legs. Well, now he's all poopy pants, very upset because he went off the track and there was a sandbag there. He's like, what can I do to get some money back or whatever? And he's like, the fucking sandbag. Well, you weren't at the riders meeting. And you didn't hear about them mentioning the sandbags. And we were starting to laugh because we're like, well, how do we bring this up at Willow? It's like, and I sort of made, I made, um, I immediately got on the email list for people that are participating saying, hey, listen, guys, there's some weird shit going down. Y'all have to be here at the riders' meeting. If not, you got to come see me. We'll talk about it. If you're late, and try and put some sort of regulations in place so that you know people can't come back at you. But it was hilarious because we're like at Willow. It's like you run off. You may hit a, a roadrunner or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or a boulder, <laughs> or I mean, a little sandbag is nothing. We're like, fuck. We know we're going off, and it's very <laughs> rocky and scary. I mean, like Scott Scott Fabro was like, you could have hit that tire or that old <laughs> gas can that was out there, or the broken bottles and the. <laughs> It, the myth has, it probably still
1: has car parts from the GT yeah. 350 Mustang when yeah. Carroll Shelby was out there. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like that, tri- I'm like they've never cleaned
0: anything no. out of it. Like, yeah, they're, Yeah, you look out in the thing. There's like an old cow skeleton and shit. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. All it's, shit. De- it's like Death Valley. People came yeah. through this part of Lancaster in the 1800s, and they're still out there. Um, but, yeah, but the reason that it's sort of is getting kind of crazy
2: is that um, the guy sued everybody. He, he sued, sued Mazda as the title sponsor of Laguna Seca, and the guy threw it out. But um, the judge is going to hear the court case, and if it gets overturned, it could mean the end of affordable track days for people because this means that the guy signed the fucking waiver yeah. saying that this is you could die out here, and all of a sudden he's now challenging that fact. And that means that anyone who's providing insurance is going to be like, we're not going to insure that unless you pay us ten thousand dollars. And yeah. I think that the, the the high end of a track day insurance is probably somewhere around fifteen to seventeen hundred bucks. I found a great company out of uh, Minnesota that is significantly less. And especially with us, you know, we're not out there trying to kill each other and and stuff each other and be you know. Valentino Rossi, who none of these fucking people will ever be, <laughs> but it's just it's just sort of making everyone really aware because if 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 he for some weird ass reason that the guy does win his court case, all the insurance companies are going to be like, we're not insuring this yeah, shit anymore. Yeah. And guess what? What are we going to do? Start so racing?
1: How- yeah, I mean, and that's <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen, though. You know, it's funny, like turn on a, a car racing video game, and every single one at the very beginning. It's like, don't race on the streets. Take it to the track. And it's like, now you're going to try and make this harder. Like, yeah. Laguna is one of those tracks. It's like, fucking lawyers really is what it is. They build a track way out of Monterey. Like, no dust, no sound, no problem. But as the town expands and as lawyers move out there uh, and they build their golf course or whatever. It's the
0: same thing that's happening in Paris. You know, like, the town yeah. moves to the track and all of a sudden yeah. everybody wants and to And now everyone
1: there. wants it quiet. Like, people buy a house next to an airport because it's cheap and they're like well if i can get the airport to close down at a certain hour my fucking home value will go up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm like you like you're uh, it's people are just fucking hypocrites
0: a lot of time legislation like, happens so that corrective action will be taken but the rain isn't gonna fucking you say hey, rain can you just like go this way yeah you need yeah. like physical shit and well, with the rain that we've had Laguna's recently got I,
1: pretty damn good runoffs yeah. Like they yeah. have had gp there.
0: I don't know 10, if the dude should have made 80, it onto the track not having yeah. been at the writers' meeting, you know what I'm saying? Like somehow well, he Well th-
2: that's maybe that's what his lawyer is going to try to argue, but um This guy, first of all, is an asshole. He's raced out there at many. many, They weren't racing; it was a track day. He is knows what he's fucking doing. You can tell, and people watch the thing and they see him go off. and I saw a bunch of comments for people talking. I'm like, why even talking about it and feeding this? The guy is a complete asshole for trying to (laughs) complete. Let's let's take on the other side of this story. I'm bringing it back to Gary Swan, this old crusty motherfucker up in Mission Hills who works on Triumphs, races an old Triumph and an old CB350. He's gnarly as fuck. About four or five years ago, he's out in the Midwest at um, one of these races, and it probably was Grattan again. He crashed his motorcycle. The guy puts him in the back of the crash truck, and they're driving over these 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 bumpy fields to get oh. back to where he's going. The fucking... Guy hits a bump in the field driving back to the pits with him in the back, him and the bike fly out in the back. The bike lands on him, breaks (laughs) his fucking hip.
0: Oh shit.
2: He's a mess. And he's got to get in the truck and drive all the shit back because Gary transports everyone's bikes. Yeah, yeah. That's part of his gig. And I said, Why wouldn't you sue him? He's like, why would I sue these people that give me the most pleasure in my whole? There you out go. Of my whole life. That's and I that's said, the guy
0: that's not an asshole right there. I
2: know, but at the same time, I was like, "But you're really, you're really jacked up." And if yeah. you ever see him
1: walking well, and around? And that's like a negligence too. Like it's not like yeah. you made a mistake on a track.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's in the back of the pickup, and it's a big... And he probably could have sued him for some money, but not, not going off... I think the guy... And here's the other thing in the Laguna Seca case. I guess the guy wanted 15 mil, and they said, well, our limits are 5, and now he's scrapping for seven five, And it's like, the people probably would give him the 5.
0: Yeah. But it's, what the
1: fuck? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Dude. One thing I got to say to the Swan character... When you got in the the crash truck and you saw Ivan Stewart was at the wheel, you probably should have like double guessed
2: it <laughs> and it goes back to the control guys at, out at Willow and John Huggins and his team and i mean they're there are some there's some gnarly dudes and they and you know what they they they're they are they've been doing it for years because yeah. Okay, am I going to make five bucks an hour and work at mcdonald 's or am I going to make five bucks and they make I think I pay them like fifteen to somewhere between fifteen and twenty bucks an hour to be out there, or am I going to make fifteen bucks an hour and, and be cool all day and watch these guys and flag them down and I know what i 'm doing after you do it for so many years, yeah, and I think yeah. that 's really, really neat and I think the same thing happened with this this shit with Gary when he flopped out the back of the truck, but it 's like I, I guess he could have been like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll take the bike and the truck, and I'll, I'll walk back. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it's just – I think the thing that's happening with this Laguna Seca guy is that he's poopy pants. He broke his legs. He hurt his bike, and now he sees the dollar signs, and I, I think it's, it's its fucked up. Yeah. I mean, of course yeah. he needs the insurance. You got your insurance company. Yep. I have great insurance. I mean, it's not cheap, but I would like to have health insurance and things covering me when I'm on yeah. the track. There's general liability stuff that's certainly covered, but for him to be asking the sun, the moon, and the stars um, out of this yeah. – uh, well, Him
1: this trying to buy is. a new house, and uh, yeah. a, a Sa- new V4 it, <laughs> Ducati, and a new Lambo off of it. All is, in San yes, Francisco not, County because yeah.
0: that's how much he's asking for. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, that – like I get if the track – I mean – you know, if they did, so, okay, then covers some medical yeah. bills. Like, did you
0: say 15 million was his initial? I think
1: that's what it was, Jesus. yeah.
0: So maybe a studio in San Francisco. Yeah, was right. still, But still, that's a yeah, garage. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of dough to ask for hitting a fucking sandbag. Well, it was that was your fault. fault.
2: He went off the track. And <laughs> yeah. it was sort of interesting because everyone was there. Again, I just read, I read through, I read the story and then I saw some comments talking about it because I didn't even see him crash. But they actually have him, they have a video of him when he crashed. Because the guy in front of him, I guess he was swerving to miss him or something, had the GoPro on the back oh, of his yeah. thing. And yes. everyone's like, well, he he stood up and he shouldn't have done this and done that. But it doesn't fucking matter. It was a sandbag that was out there. And maybe if he didn't, if the sandbag wasn't there, maybe he would have just kept on going. But he's saying someone should have told him about the sandbag.
0: Whatever, personal responsibility, people. Yeah. Yeah. Someone tells you about the sandbag and you still hit it like yeah. what's yeah. the... up
2: <laughs> You know it's my just... point is you go to the track and you're like, "Hey guys, I missed the riders meeting." First of all, that's what everyone should be doing. Right? I missed the riders meeting. What do I need to know? Is there going to be tornadoes at Willow or yeah. sleet and hail, yeah. which I've seen both.
1: Or, um, or wind and well, a meth. And head. you know, one thing I like that you did um, which I thought of this when we were doing it, maybe it should be the very first thing, but You told even the fast riders, if you guys want to go out on the lap behind the control rider in group one or group three, like the slow group, go and take a slow lap with them. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And I personally, as an individual anyway, like when I hit the track, especially first session. Always. I always take some slow laps. Mm -hmm. Like towards the end of the day, and I'm still running street tires, but I don't have warmers. So, like, I didn't really want to jump out behind Heath and go full bore, like, yeah. first corner. But especially first session, first part of the day, like, not only, you need to sight the track. You need to warm up the bike. You need to warm up the your tires. body. Like, every time I get on the, a bike on a track and you're, you know, you're in leathers again and you're all stiff, you're like, you got to move everything and, like, move around on the bike. Uh, I mean – do every time I do you, go to a track day,
2: do you now whether it's a track day or a race? I find myself like, especially because you're practicing for the race or whatever. But you're again, you're out there for the first couple of rounds, or if you wait and do the second round or whatever, and you're really tensed up. And I find myself becoming self-aware when I'm on the track, and I'm like, breathe, yeah. and then I'm like, okay let the shoulders down, let the let the arms hang out and just sort of get loosey and see if you can ride the bike with just your knees and just sort of like, oh. And it, it takes a good – It does. A lot of laps to get to that and point I, I that you think, forget.
1: Yeah, you don't realize it because you're like, okay, I'm going to hop on this 100-some horsepower bike and go as fast as I can go. Like you want to hang on for dear life and you really don't need no.
2: to. Yes, yeah, I sometimes sit there down the straightaway – and I'm going as yeah. fast as I can, and I hold my hands out and just sort of let them flop there. And the bike's like this, yeah. boom, hitting those bumps and smacking your head in the tank. But you just sort of let your hands flop, and then you get to oh, like slow down.
1: Yeah, it's. But yeah, I can't I can't stress that enough when I go to a track day or when I used to race supermoto. Every session I'd go out, I'd do at least a lap, lap and a half slow. I would do a slow lap, and then I would progress in the second lap, and not even be on it until minimum the third yep and like every even towards the end of the day i still do it your
2: bike needs to warm up too yeah it needs to sort of get the gears like like i said like i don't run tire
1: warmers so that's part of it Mm -hmm. for me and it's in my head really a lot of it i'm sure but it's like i've been lucky with it so i keep doing it you know and i think it's it's good advice for anyone going to the track yep you know especially like we were talking earlier guys are going out on brand new panigales (laughs) yeah bmw thousands with fucking 180 to 200 some horse like you know even i even rossi takes it easy a few laps i'm sure (laughs) like yeah uh, you just you need to play it safe like you're on a very fast motorcycle going very fast even with the best runoffs in the world Mm -hmm. there's still hay bales and air fences at the end of that runoff yeah and at over 100 mile an hour like they come up fast yeah yeah,
0: I, I kind of – that's the reason like sometimes I'll hit the canyons and I'm like I haven't been up here in a while. I'm not going to like go crazy mm-hmm. and then I'll go – like when we were doing that group ride especially like there were some really fast dudes and then there were some really slow dudes and I was like trying to pass them respectfully. <laughs> but even sometimes when I haven't ridden in a while up there, like up on – especially Angeles Crest with – I know some – you probably know some of them too. It's like some of the Cretans guys. There's some been some bad shit that happened up there mm-hmm. and it's like man – Especially for like a track like this, you know exactly what you guys talk about. Like, it feels good just to get out and cruise sometimes, and yeah. not like push it to the fucking limit, and mm-hmm. then get your bearings, and then maybe haul ass like down. So
1: I feel like a track day helps that, though. Yeah, like doing track days when you go to the canyon, you're like, yeah, this is cool. I can chill. Yeah, yeah. Like I got it out of my system. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the um the
2: twenty seven cycles guys and uh, Jiffy Tune yeah, and absolutely. and um, oh, yeah. Eric and and uh, Anthony and those guys like. I guess they just found Track Days uh, early 2017. They used to go out in the canyons and oh, do the fucking see shit some they of the do. Footage, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, it's they're insanity. And yeah. they said we'll never go back. We yeah. said we're done. And they go out there and they're bosses and yeah. they're gonna be taking. They've already done the racing class out of Chihuahua, and I think they already have different licenses. But they're still gonna take the um, ARMA school this friday and race saturday and sunday and i just am so excited because there's so many people with these big egos and uh, any racing organization yeah. but they're i think they fall into a, like an open twins class which is an unlimited class which means that anything that's a twin can go on that's right yeah. i
0: want to see like ducati <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: racing those those other bikes yeah, yeah. and i'm just like the armor people are gonna be like what and
1: i'm gonna be like yeah those are my boys
2: yeah.
1: i think it was cool, like. You know what? I remember. I remember seeing him and and knowing of him and going to the canyon and like getting serious about it. And I like, I wrote, I rode my diner around the country a few years ago. And I rode. Uh, actually, he'll be listening on Friday because he listens to our show. So I rode with a friend of mine that I grew up with. Like this guy and I like we were when after high school we both we were we've been buddies since we were. Fox What's Ball this guy's name?
0: Because I forget. I, I also, Corey. Yeah, that's right. So he
1: his fifties, like yeah. little mini fifties. Um. So. Like, we would, back home, we would, if, if one guy was leading, I remember, like, leading, and I'd want to change lanes, and I'd look over to check the lane, and he's, like, just there. And we were just, like, we just got to where we could ride and, like, know what the other guy was thinking. Mm-hmm. So I rode out, and I uh, I met with him. He lives in eastern Tennessee, and we went and rode the Tail of the Dragon. And I'm on my Dyna, and at the time, he bought a Dyna now, but he had his R1. I think he still has it. And uh, so he, we, like, started hitting the Tail of the Dragon, and he's on his R1, and he's, not like a road racer, like no, like knee down, but still on an R1 in full leathers. Like we're cruising pretty good. He goes, dude, he goes, I checked my mirror and you were behind me. He's like, so I sped up a little and I checked my mirror and you're right behind me. So I sped up and he goes, I just got to where, that's where I rode through the Canyon and you were behind me. But I was like, is
0: this Corey yeah. Thomas? Yeah.
1: yeah. So I rode. Uh, I mean, I used to ride a Zeus all the time on it and Ortega and stuff on the Dyna. So it was like super fun, but yeah, he's just like, I had no idea. They could do that, right? And you, and
2: it, I, I, I still, I would be scared shitless. I can't believe that big, heavy, fucking yeah. monster. And I see guys uh, in big ass baggers cu- and riding the streets, like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, what?
0: You know, you see dudes they, like the unknown dudes, and you're like, Holy shit! You can jump a bagger like it's <laughs> a yeah. oh, yeah. that you can do all sorts of crazy you know, shit. And really you're comfy. It, oh yeah, and
2: scrape it. Yeah. And you're like, How is this
1: possible? They, they do nine hundred fucking pounds. Uh, this thing weighs as much dinos as the like... diners have a little wobble. Yeah, and they've been known for. It. And I have motor mounts on mine to fix it. But a big willow, like it would still in streets of willow. When we'd chop it into one, mm-hmm. it would do a wobble. And I just learned just kind of like on. the pace of the wobble, so it learned to like work with it. Yeah, it was weird, but
0: that's something you should never do on the street. By the way, that's what these track days are <laughs> yeah. perfect for, right? <laughs> unless
2: you live off the one ten. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's the funnest because I have my R1 and uh, I tell everyone that first seven miles from my house going down to Century City, it's just like it's just like the funnest ride in your life. I haven't been on
0: the 110 in a while. Yeah, the 110 is amazing. It's like a slot car. Yeah, track. yeah, yeah. And you can go very, very, very fast. <laughs> the yeah. crazy thing is, you'll be doing 80, which I think it was designed to go 55. Like back, That's so, the speed limit is 55. Yeah, it, you can be doing 80, and then the off ramps are only about 20 feet. The off ramps and the on ramps are like you, you have to like get on the binders oh, yeah, and turn right into
1: Pasadena right through. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
0: Like where York and all that shit yeah, is. Yep. Like then, or Park so if you yeah, get Highland Park, yeah.
1: There's some crazy looking houses to Highland Park. Yeah, yeah. there is.
0: Like, yeah, Highland Park's crazy. That's yeah. where like that's where all the shit, that's where if you find bumpers and shit, that's where you're likely to find them. Is there? Yeah, those on ramps are insane. <laughs> They're like yeah. twenty feet long, oh, yeah. and you got to get, get up to be- like get up to speed. Fuck, I was on that uh, freeway one time, and it just I didn't see it, but there was like one of those weird like where the the crew that's laying down the asphalt just like accidentally pours a little too much, so it was a bump. And I'm just hauling ass. And like I said, it must have been like the time of day that it flattened it down. And I just, but I fucking, I was on Spamla and it was like, I did like a stoppy. I like rode a stoppy because the fucking back wheel hit it. And I was like, holy shit. And you know how that's all curvy and windy in there. And I caught it down just before a fucking turn. And I was thinking, holy shit. Cause there's just walls. Like the yeah. like that. There's
2: definitely yeah. no runoff you there. You feel like
0: Tron. Deaths. Like,
2: and there, there's like people trons. that die on that fucking highway. Yeah. All the
0: time. But I love it. It's, it's, it's so fun. Yeah. I love riding that. I, my friend lives.
1: Um, i don't like the out i don't like the far left or far right lane because the wall is right yeah, there that's what i'm saying yeah and the corners do, feels, are pretty shit. it's like fucking yeah.
0: i know what they felt like in tron now like when they're like the dudes right next to him with yeah, making the it's wall a fun one yeah my buddies live right off of like by dodger stadium though so that's like really the best way to get there and like yeah i love going through there and just being like oh, shit well there's a car getting on he only has 20 feet to get up to 80 miles an hour he better, better i better go faster or whatever but um i wanted to talk to you a little bit too about uh, the Corsa. Now, the Corsa was started by the gentleman at Garage Company, right? And uh, as was it part of the Arma? W- well, let me let me rephrase that. Was it part of Arma before he took it over, or did he introduce? From what I understand, he wanted a West Coast leg of vintage racing. He started the Corsa, yeah. I'm not a
2: hundred percent sure, but yeah, Yoshi um, Kosaka, I was the person who started the Corsa, and so. I don't even know if Arma was Arma back then. It might have been before Arma, and, and maybe it all came together somehow. But um, from I've heard different stories from different people, but he definitely was the original promoter, and he brought uh, like uh, some of the really radical fucking Japanese race teams yeah. out there. And oh, so, wow. let's see, this, so this is now the 24th year, I believe. So, 24, so we you in 2018. So, it was still in my the 90s. Like my the math's not so great, yeah, but I'm
0: thinking 1973 was the first one, right?
2: No, it was the 90s, oh, right? Oh, you're way off on your fucking math. <laughs> Let me get my calculator out. So, it must have been the 90s, but I guess he spent a lot of money and brought out a lot of people and did a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, he's got a massive collection of really old mm-hmm. bikes and knows everybody. And so, it was very easy yeah. for him to do that. And, um, I guess what happened is over the years, it just sort of, you know, he still came up and participated, but no one was really promoting the event. I guess that they said that he was doing it, but I don't know. But because I was doing a bunch of events, um, like the Venice Vintage Rally and just doing motorcycle shit in general, again, Gary, who was very instrumental in, um, in ARMA came to me and said, it's the 20th anniversary of the Corsa Yoshi's not going to do anything. We've already talked to him. He knows Thad Wolf, another really awesome racer, and everyone's sort of like, "It's the 20th anniversary. What should we do?" And I'm like, "Well, we should try and do something fucking cool." Yeah, you know. So we got together with Scott Fabro, who raced the very first one. He's a Cretan guy. Um, we, we we made special trophies. I went out to all my people that I know from just doing the events and things, and said, "Hey, guys, everyone throwing a hundred bucks, and we can do something neat." You know. And that's what we did the first year, which was uh, three or four years ago. And it went everyone was like, "This is really, really cool. You know we don 't have these shitty trophies every time We have these really cool custom trophies and i said well let 's do it again the second year and we made we made handmade trophies the second year and uh and 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 added a little bit of pizzazz here and there and whatnot um actually made posters and distributed them and things like that And the third year, we did the barbecue, and so now we 're in our fourth year promoting it, and we 're going to bring back the Budweiser balcony we 're going to have some live music we 're going to do um, mini bike madness uh, with some field games and things like that, and this is all going to happen Saturday night. I
0: think I saw that last year, right? You did like mini bike soccer or something last year. Well, no, year. that
2: was part of the classic track day. This okay. is, uh, this, this is going to be more a little bit more tame because everyone's got to get up the next day and race. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know what? I'm very very happy that uh, you know I know I'm just the catalyst for a lot of this stuff, and it's not about me. It's about for me, especially with the course, It's uh, it's a it's a, it's a it's about all everyone together, yeah. and, and we have a lot of people working together to, to make these things happen, but it really couldn't happen without the generosity of a lot of our local businesses. Willow Springs kicks, kicks in some money, Barnett Clutch and Cable, Charlie's Place, Bonhams this year, Russ Brown, Motorcycle Attorneys, those were the big names that helped, helped fund this, and then we had like fucking 20 or 30 brands that we know known well, very, very well, all kicking a $100 bill. And all of a sudden, you got like four grand, to, yeah. four or five grand to work nice. with. And you're like, nice. okay, we can afford the barbecue, which was $3,000. We can afford the <laughs> trophies, which essentially was 80 hours of my time, um, spending a lot of time in work. Yeah. We, we hired the band um, whose main question was, can we bring a cooler with us? <laughs> and I know what that means. I'm like, what time are we going to get there? They're going to get there early and be wasted by the yeah. time they go on, which yeah. is probably going to be a good thing because yeah. they're. T- weird ass band from Lancaster
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah they need to be they they don't play good unless they're a little wasted <laughs> oh it's gonna be so weird I played it for Caroline I was like
2: this is the band I think I'm gonna go with and she's like they're perfect Dude. it's good they're sit there I, I don't want to say anything bad but they're they're older than me and they're just yeah, loving life and there's I, I just was like well let's see what happens yeah um but, but it's kind of cool that they're local too. Like, yeah, that's, well, like we, that's a flair. Like, that's something to, have well, to it. I put the, I put it. I said, well, you, the Cretans know music, and they have parties all the yeah. time. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, you're in charge. Listen, I'm doing every fucking thing. Someone take care of the goddamn music. And two weeks later, I'm like, well, and they're like, no one will even drive oh, shit. up there. Yeah. Let alone get pay. You know, yeah. pay them yeah. to drive yeah. up there. No one wants to do that. And I said, well, let me just okay. Google classic rock band Lancaster (laughs) and up pops wild side. And I look at a, I look at a video and it's a chick on drums, a chick singing and an old dude and this other guy. And, (laughs) and the, the harmonies were way off. And I think they were probably a couple of beers into it. And I said to Caroline, I said, what do you think? And she's like, this is epic. (laughs) And I said, well, as long as you get up on the mic, I think that many of the arm of people will, will want to come up and do that. And um, we're, we got some um, we have we we got some lights and we're gonna do the mini bike weirdness up there and I, I think that's just gonna add to the program. I got a call from Russ today who was like, he's another racer, another Cretan guy. Russ Granger's been racing for years. His dad's a legend, um, and he's like, what do you think about renting? Showers, so people can take showers, and I'm like, that's the greatest idea yeah. in the world. That was
0: a big deal when I went up there. All the at least all the ladies were like, listen, I need like I don't do this like three days no shower bullshit, and yeah. I was like, yeah. And there's bath, I mean, there's showers there that you can. No, there's no, no. There's nice
1: bathrooms. No. but I was like, okay. The bathrooms
2: aren't nice. The bathrooms are like a prison, fucking. Road. Well, yeah, but they're not yeah. porta potties either. That's true. So.
0: That's true. I, I guess, that, I guess the ones I went stuff. into for some reason I thought there were showers at the ones I went into. But that's our friend Carrie, her motor. That's why they quit vanning it. They bought a proper motorhome when yes. they went to Barber because she's like, that's why she was like, I need my showers. So we needed yeah, yeah. this. We we couldn't do the van no more I needed this motorhome. I get it. You know, like bunch we of, rent
2: a trailer to bring out there yeah. because I have to have a shower. Yeah. I mean, I would drive all the way back to the Devonshire Inn (laughs) and just to fucking scam a shower off of someone because it's like, I'm thick. And I know people that would be there for three solid fucking days sweating balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, I've been at the Corsa where it's been sleeting and freezing and pouring and wind howling. And then I've been there and it's been 110 degrees in fucking late April. Yeah. And you're just like, people are melting out there and you're just gross and grimy and i'm like in your race leathers. yeah yeah that's
0: the the thing is that she after her races carrie was like dude i can't like if you gotta like pull these things off you afterwards like yeah there's i'm taking a shower like there's no way i I can't baby wipe it off i was like yeah you're yeah i'd be out there in the little
2: sinks that they have and i'm like trying to do a fucking (laughs) hippie shower in there but i did learn that because we did some uh, flat track events with the classic track day out at the flat track event the um the uh, stadium, I, uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I do know where there is water. And I said, if I don't have, uh, if I'm not renting a trailer with a little shower in it, I'm going to go out there and find the, I'll take my little mini bike, yeah. take my little towel and go out there and find the hose and soak myself off at the very least.
0: Yeah, it, it is crazy. When you're driving out to Willow, you're passing, well, you're passing some pretty epic garages. Like there's like all sorts of, Car tuner. I mean, like, car racing is huge out there. They shoot a ton of commercials and Mm -hmm. do a lot of testing out there. So you're passing all sorts of epic car tuners. You're also passing – when we went to the streets, I'd never been to the streets until I went with him, actually, because I had always seen it from the big track. We drive down there. There's, like, a whole fucking stunt car and driving school just – it looks like they parked him about 12 years ago though and just left him. So That's I don't know if the, I don't know if the stunt super school I don't know is still either. going. There's so much neat stuff out there. There's so much shit out there oh, that it's yeah. just worth the drive to watch some classic racing there's for a lot 10 of
2: history bucks out there. To just go check it out. Oh no, people in Los Angeles who would rather sit and and just hit the bar this this Saturday or just drive up PCH to look cool are are out of their minds because yeah. if they're into any kind of motorcycles at all, whether it be Bikes from the, I mean there's a there's a the class called pre-40s that race in Arma. Um old old bikes and I thought you meant big, people like and I was modern. like, yeah, most of the people oh, no. most of
0: the dudes that race are over 42. Yeah, so that's this is cool. a small oh, class, <laughs> the small class.
2: <laughs> Norbert Nickel, he was the oldest racer in Arma, and I have not seen him for a couple of years. Maybe because I haven't been out, out out east in a few years. <laughs> but he was in his 80s, raced an old BMW. And I mean, you're just like, this is fucking yeah. insane. And the guy is a bad of the bone. Nice. I mean, and then Fred Moore gets out there on his super special bikes that are, you know, very, very rare and expensive to ride, but he's not out there leaning off his bike. Yeah. He's fucking 300 pounds, yeah. barely getting his leathers. And he's just like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and there's only a couple bikes in the class. So he takes a podium every time. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: That's the <laughs> I wonder, thing uh, that- I wonder if we can get the born free guys to put on some different tires and front brakes.
0: Yeah.
2: Now this is something I want. I'm going to get for the August. So for August Classic Track Day, even though it's the heat of August, I think it's the 13th and 14th. Um, it's going to be a dual weekend. We're going to do Big Willow on Saturday oh, and Streets of Willow on Sunday. I'm so bummed
1: to and, talk to you about that after doing the flat track and Big Willow. I'm like, dude. What if we did Big Willow and Streets on one weekend? Yeah, and I think, think I'm gonna be busy? I think I'm gonna be at the 115th anniversary that weekend. Oh, see, we're, yeah, we're racing at that for in the, like another flat out Friday.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like, damn. Hey, I'm 127 now. 115. <laughs> is not, I'm looking forward. You, you, you could live long enough to be live like it'd be nice so fun.
2: Like, I think that's because well, one of the reason I bring it up is because I'm gonna reach out to all those guys and say, listen, we've got the, our regular ABC groups. We'll have sidecars. The Grom guys contact us and want to be part of it and fucking scooters and all that. I said, well, you can't do that, Big Willow. I need to head the up steady and borrow 300. Yeah. yeah. At we,
1: streets, we're going to do the mini bikes and scooters. Nice on the track. Well, we we interviewed at a garage not too far from here. Dude, they're
0: right. They're right across the wash. They're literally they do, like less than uh, a mile from here.
1: Groms with CBR 300 motors. In a yeah. Way. Oh my god.
0: And do that Honda Elite. Did you see that fucking oh thing in oh, like Yeah, I ran ran a, Little Elite. That little dude, Elite that had a carb. The carb on that on fucking Willow. thing was like this. big. It's like bigger than the piston. Well, and the pi- better have some steering dampeners shit, on that those shit. Say, I was like, wow, that thing would probably rip a Ninja 300. You know, like yeah. a little 50cc. But they've got
1: some Groms grom's tune that'll go 80 miles an hour oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah especially with the cbr 300 with and the cbr 300
0: <laughs> maybe more than that yeah no there's some fast oh, ass grom when he first got his monster and he was taking it for like a little shakedown up uh, glendora as you say maybe
1: that one was glendora A-Grom, a
0: grom passed him and he was like holy shit and he, he sent me this like when we first like started doing the podcast together too and he sent me a picture of it and i was like holy shit I, I was thinking to myself, there's a shop around here that does groms, and then a steady.
1: The I dude that beat me up the top. So I was at the bottom with no, like uh, no helmet on or anything, no gloves on, and he rides past with a pack of sport bikes on a grom, but carbon wheels, like fancy suspension. It was still the 125 motor, but. Who knows what I had done to it? It only
0: weighed 18 pounds like, at the yeah. yeah,
1: like super nice wheel, like tires and shit. And I'm like, I'm never going to see him again. And sure enough, never saw. Yeah. Him again. Wow,
0: the fast but, little fuckers. But the like, guy,
1: he yeah, he races supermoto, I think, and he races his grom too at yeah. like apex. Well, and
0: there's stuff, a lot so. of um, yeah, the Umrah, the United Mini Racing Association guys. I'm sure a lot of those guys would love to come out and just oh, no, track we're going to get them out. And I
2: yeah. want the chop. Going back to what your first statement was was the choppers. I'm going to get with Biltwell and be like, listen, you got to tell the guys to come out. And even if they're going for the cruise, the cruiser yeah. class. Get the go one. out there and go on the track and be
1: fucking on your fucking Harleys. Yeah. And the choppers. Well, the Born Free guys have a group that does a lot of flat track stuff and they do a lot of meatballs events. Um, they're all out there on pre World War II, I think is their deal. The hand
0: shifter dudes? Yeah,
1: the hand shifter yeah, guys. Shit, yeah. All hand shifters um, goes goes fast. Yeah. Um, actually a lot of those guys are starting to get a lot faster. But yeah, I mean they'd have to do front brakes. And a little front wheel. Not for really, to slow down. That's true. <laughs> I'm talking about
2: raked out monster choppers. Oh, no, they're on. All... Have you ever heard of um, Patrick? I forget Patrick's last name. Um, he uh, goes by Fameland Hollywood, and he's got that yeah. chopper that's fucking like 40 feet long. <laughs> huh. And he he comes out to... He used to come out to the VVMC rides. I mean, literally the bike, I'm not lying, the back is over here in the front. So it's easily... 20 feet with the yeah. rake. He's got this massive, and I've been on rides with him. coming What's your front Oh, it's
0: 18 over. Oh,
2: yeah. And the <laughs> motherfucker, we're in traffic going 70, 80 miles an hour. Oh, and shit. he's splitting lanes with that chopper and like a boss and i'm just like he needs to fucking <laughs> he needs to hell? turn
0: signals up on the fucking axle somewhere so cars that see those know yeah, like, there's what a is bike that? way behind like wait right. oh, shit there's a bike coming can you imagine you see a like front wheel wheels? and you're like <laughs>
1: where's the where's the bike what's happening <laughs> yeah that's
0: yeah, just shit
2: so that's the, that's our next thing i think that the, the main thing with the classic track day is fun first leave the ego at home but let's get as fucking weird as possible and if we can try and push some of these weird ass fucking machines to go faster.
0: Yeah.
1: Or just go out and have some fun in yeah. the slow
2: group if you want. And
1: I think that's one thing cool about it is – and, the, you know, the Harley guys are definitely, like, part of it. But it's taking your bike out, having fun on your bike. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, eventually – eventually for Arma, a Grom is going to be an old classic bike. yeah. So, <laughs> you know – There is a Formula 125 class. Oh, shit. But, I mean, so, you know, these bikes that we consider modern – they're uh, gonna be yeah. classic.
0: I remember when the, when the RC fifty one came out, how bitching it was, right? and now it's is, that, it's is it classic yet 20 or twenty years I mean, old? Yeah, mm-hmm. so crazy. So, but you know, going back, we weren't recording when we were talking about this, but our friends Carrie and Pat, that we both know, um, I know Carrie quit riding. She got hit by a fucking truck, and she's like, "That's it. I'm not riding on the street anymore." taking my shit to the track, Mm -hmm. and she's had a blast. Like, I was like, oh, I'm bummed that you guys don't ride anymore, you know? But they have, like, so much more fun. They drag their ass up for our dirt track days every fucking time. Yeah, they do all the track days. They're racing, like, motos and shit. Like, they both do dirt track, too, and I was like, holy shit. Like, they're having so much more fun now that they actually quit riding on the street, and it reminds (laughs) me of 27 Cycles. Like, they're like, let's not do this in the canyons anymore. i seen that National Motors dude, enough of his Instagram shit where it's wadded up you know, he's wadded up his dyna a few times off yeah. the thing. And it's like, well, he's still pushing the limits hardcore. But at some point, you're like, I don't want to wad up my fucking bike if I fall. Uh, let's just slide off in some dirt or dirt bike it and get back yeah. on track, hopefully. And, yeah, like, Spamla's getting ready to retire. I mean, she's not going <laughs> to be roadworthy too much longer here. She's a uh, fucking full tank of gas and two flats, and she's, like, totaled. So pretty much she's she's getting into...
2: She looks
0: fine. Yeah, she, she looks. looks yeah, she looks and runs the fine. Tires
2: are decent still. Yeah, we had people come out on dual sport tires at the track, nice. fucking riding them hard. <laughs> like that guy in that BMW. There's a guy in a BMW, a really old BMW, and he had fucking oh, yeah. and he had dual sport tires on it. And then Julian Heppikowsky from Deas, he brought out his bike that had dual sport tires on it, and a couple of girls were riding it around with like. I just you're not going fast enough. <laughs> Even <fine."> Heath on <laughs>
1: on his tramp last week. Yeah. And the rear tire on that thing was a dual yeah. sport.
2: Yeah. And he's 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 he a boss. He just got kills. the scrambler racer done. I know. I Man. saw it. I keep oh seeing no. photos.
0: You know, that's that what I want to so see good. too. I want to see some fucking, you were talking about born free shit, but I want to see some like track, like flat trackers out there throw a front brake on like the hooligan shit. Some of those guys, I noticed that they didn't ever take the, uh, the bra- They didn't get like a <laughs> special. Yeah. So they just throw a fucking front brake on and Bob's your uncle, you know?
1: I know. Just, I don't I know. Tires I trust. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, put street tires. I'm sure, but you know what's—that's
1: actually one thing cool about it. I noticed there's a lot of dudes out there on tires that I look at and I'm like, no way would I ride those on a track, and they're doing just fine. Yeah, I know. So really, I'm sure I could find some. Yeah, Uh, or
0: you could do the thing where you like cut the cut the chain link on that. I forget the, the the the. East side and do a track and then do like a little, little lap around the oval and then come back onto the, just dirt like bike. it. Yeah. Do like a, a, a super bikers road race slash dirt track back to road race. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> I think this is what the August event is going to be all about. It's going to get fucking rad because I want to do drag racing at, after we get done with the track day at like four or five, because you, awesome. you know, the sun's going to be out till 10 PM. So what,
0: just down the front do, straight. Yeah. Or? Do
2: drag racing down the front straight with mini bikes and maybe race bikes um, do the, the mini bike weirdness and going off into the, in the, into the woods and whatnot. But, um, also just encouraging the people with the weirdest bikes to go out there and, and ride around and, and see if they like it.
0: Yeah. What day I'm going to put this on the show calendar. So what days is this going to be? It's yeah, you August. should come
2: out and, and, and do a, uh, do a, um, uh,
1: it takes, you need Live to take spam out, out there anyway. Oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I do. There. I make sure there's no oil leaking. Get container. on
1: Craigslist and find like a kid it's, set of leathers that he grew out of. Listen,
0: I I did. <laughs> you know Carrie? They're like, oh, our friend, because you know I'm very uh, feminine in stature, Carrie. <laughs> actually was like yeah i got our friend uh like samantha or something she got some new leathers. she might and pat's like dude you're purple and yellow. yeah it was pat that was like he's like hey carrie what's a blah blah her her leathers didn't she get some new ones and she carries like yeah he's like dude she's like the same same build as larry and i was like all right great so i could wear some yeah some pink and purple chick hey that's shit's in style i think nice. it's coming back but that's wh-
2: August 11th, 12th.
0: August 11th and 12th. I'm going to stick that on the show calendar. That's going to be
2: fun. Yeah. We're
0: some- Hot as balls, but fun, probably. Yeah, at night, it'll, it'll be, be nice. A good time. Yeah. And it'll yeah. probably
2: go all night. I mean, yeah. literally, it'll go all night. We used to go out there for the course again when I was with the club. And we would stay up and take mushrooms and ride mini bikes and we'd get, the you know, <laughs> the people trying to sleep, turn that shit off. It's fucking two in the morning. We'd yeah. be like, we ain't racing. That,
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like the first time I ever went out there with my buddy. I, we rode on the track. I want to say, I want to say we slept on part of the track, but uh, I don't remember, <laughs> like, to be honest. But yeah, knowing that people are... <laughs> gonna be on it in like uh, 20 minutes or so you're rolling out of there but yeah that sounds like a blast i, I threw it on like the, the show calendar um is I'll that your sure.
1: next classic track day is that one in august yes i'm gonna get a, a yeah, good of off to do nothing i was
0: gonna say you're skipping a whole bunch well, of well uh, i
2: was going to go and race the midwest round and we're too busy so that would have been early june and um i'm helping out a gal from the north um dana I believe her name is. I could be wrong off the top of my head. I'm so sorry if I am. But she does the FXRs going wild. And they have an event up in um, San Jose or somewhere up there. That they, for the last couple of years, have been doing the flat track and that kind of shit. You might have heard of it before. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: the FXR's Only show. FXR's
2: Only, yes. Oh, yeah. And she's coming down and doing streets. And so she... Because originally,
1: which I think it is X Games week for me, but originally Tony was talking to me about it. He wanted to do, they wanted to do some hooligan stuff and Mm -hmm. the, the track. Mm-hmm. um so yeah they're trying to get out a lot more Harley's basically on streets of Willow
2: yeah so. and we're gonna do it and so I talked with her and I'm gonna we're gonna run the show for her so we'll awesome. be out there in July and she's like any I think that's July 21st and um she's like any bikes can come out it's fifty dollars for the track day and I'm like you don't just make sure you try and get your Harley guys. Because if you tell any of my friends it's fifty bucks, yeah. it's going to be flooded, <laughs> yeah. right? And I mean, it's going to be fucking crazy because she yeah. wants to get a bunch of new riders and new people yeah. out there. And I'm expecting blood everywhere. Yeah, uh, I'm just like, <laughs> we're yeah. going to do this mock race. I'm like, no one's going to do a mock race. They're going to kill
1: each other. Yeah, that's and a price I think too. Eric that and Tony and like that crew is going to have to go out yeah. by themselves. Yeah, like. Okay, here's yes. a slow group Here's an experienced rider group And then here's us five by ourselves
0: Yeah <laughs> have Dinos with race licenses That'll run anyone else over so. Right
1: So um, sounds some- cool It's cool to see people promoting it Yeah And like promoting Not bringing a track bike to the track Like I think that's so awesome Yeah And it, I think it's good for everyone I do, Because I do too. one Like I'm guilty of this too Like I, I didn't even take my Dino To the last track day Because I'm like I just want to ride this duck Like I wanted to ride to better myself, and I felt like the, the Dyna kind of was limited on the bike. So I was like, you know what? I just want to spend time on this bike. And it's hard like, to flip-flop, too. It is. It is. You're like, whoa. So, and it's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, there's all day. There's all these sessions, but there's not that many sessions. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's cool to see, like, just new stuff out. I agree. And I think, I think when people at her show that aren't doing it, one, I think they're going to be bummed if they don't. I wonder what she's making him do for leathers, though. Because to me, that's a hard thing.
2: I already told her. I said we got. Well, she's gonna have to figure that out. She's gonna have to figure that out because maybe, maybe there's gonna be it's just gonna be a very slow track day for people to get out there. But yeah, yeah you can't go out there and on the streets of Willow with off camera turns and people thinking that they're badasses when yeah. they're not. You know the bikes are going to be yeah. tossed left and right, and it's not like a – I mean, I've seen some really gnarly crashes at a flat track event, and, you know, most of the stuff we've been doing is less than a quarter mile or eighth mile shit like at Del Mar, and you're not going that fast. But, yeah, oh, boy, when people think that they know what they're doing and they've got fucking radials showing on their tires and they're off yeah. in the, the – I think it's going to be a very – me and my crew are going to take on and we're going to do run the, the track portion of the event. But I think we're going to (laughs) be turning people down left and
1: right like, no, no, no. I do think, though, once the crowd that's there for the show and other stuff, once they see those guys on the track and really realize what's going on, it'll be good. The bummer is if there's not going to be many sport bikes because it's interesting. I think you're going to think that they're – I mean, you're going to – oh, yeah, they're going pretty good. But you're not going to realize how good they're going Mm -hmm. without some sport bikes on the track to gauge it. I know right. there's gonna
2: be some sport bikes. Like okay. Heath's gonna be out there, and Brian. Okay.
1: They're all gonna be doing control well, riding make for those look guys. Slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if he takes the new duck, the reed oh, thing's bad. But yeah, he goes very really fast a little, on that. Yeah, and he's have street tires slower. on that.
2: He told me he doesn't even have. Rubber. When he's out there riding like the last
1: couple times, he's got street tires. He doesn't even have fucking real race race rubber on there. I wonder what he's allowed to run for that spec class. Does he have to run a DOT tire? Which they have DOT race, but it's, I'm running like a mid-level Bridgestone on mine right now.
2: You guys are crazy. I want like I want it to just melt off. <laughs> well, Stick to the... I've,
1: actually, I've had really good luck with those tires. They're the like S21s, I think. And then I rode up Azusa and I realized I should have put the S10 on the front just a little better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that I'm doing more track days, I'm like, if I buy an RC, I might just put slicks on it. Yeah. And then if we do the ride to the Roses, I'll just do it with slicks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, trust
0: me, dude. I've seen a dude, like, I don't know if his tires were cooked or if they were slicks, but he was on, like, one of the uh, Eddie Lawson replica Kawasaki's bald fucking tires. Like, I don't know if he'd just been doing smoky burnouts in a parking lot <laughs> that morning or if they were, like, that was his track day bike. But, yeah, he was up there, pretty cold weather on uh, no no uh, no. Yeah, it would be
1: good to see... For those people to see them going around the track on their on their big bikes, I agree, and I, I think that'll be good for road too. I think yeah. that'll get some more people interested. And
0: part of also part of the impetus for creative writing was to see people do it. Like that's why I dug the dinas on the track. Is because creative writing was like creative people riding bikes, but it was also like creative, you know, doing something different with something that people d- wouldn't associate with it. So the dinah thing was rad, and shit, half the guys that run the fucking you know the armor shit you wouldn't expect to see oh, after right? bikes out there. Well,
1: I always joke with everyone about the Hooligan Flat Track. I'm like, it started as a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's how I really feel about it. Was we were just like we're doing Harley nights and having a good time, and then it's like, hey, it's fun. Let's do it more. And now let's do it more. And then now it's like, dude, it's everywhere. It's back. Like, yeah. Like, it's dude, alive it's and well. Insane. It is insane. But I don't see the road racing getting that big, but I see it continuing to grow and more and more people doing it, and it i don't know i i definitely see it like catching on more because people want to do that you know yeah. they want they want to take out their bike or uh, to the basicness you know i i own multiple bikes but people want to take out their harleys and ride them yeah. you know and it's
0: they also want to show them off. Which kind of another event that you do that's coming up here? Oh, yeah, not tomorrow, but next weekend. Yeah, I
2: know it's a busy month.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, Caroline, truly is a jam. Oh, in the <laughs>
2: she's. I'm glad she's working these two weeks because she doesn't get to see me melt down. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's hearing about it as, as usual. But no, it's going to be a really really fun event. It's um we're trying to bring back a concourse show to the Southern California um.
0: What's it called?
2: We call it the Californian.
0: Sounds like my favorite type of hamburger. i
2: I or burrito
0: or a burrito. It does. I mean, it sounds like a good, uh, a good. Uh, what's it called? Like a house menu item. Um, was last year the first year of this?
2: It was. Okay. It was, and uh, we had uh, 120 bikes and a thousand people come out, and I think we'll, you know, we'll get, we'll get definitely going to have more this year, but. You know, everything, there's always a million things happening every weekend, especially for motorcycles here in California. But um, the the big show that I took the um, inspiration from was The Quail, which The Quail is really the only concourse show anymore. They used to have a big one at Del Mar, and there was one in Torrance or, you know, out there in um, that area. But it's been years since that's happened. And what do you
1: call, like, a concourse show? It's kind of, of, it's it's different, it's different.
2: Well, because I guess Born Free is a concourse thing for a specific type of yeah for choppers but you know i i, I was so i, I want people to i i wanted to sort of go back to a much more classy time where you dress up really neat and you hold your pinky out while you drink your champagne <laughs> and look at the bikes and the bikes are you know con- concourse going back to the word concourse restorations where they're very very nice bikes and they've been gone through and meticulous meticulous every single bolt is new and or put together a certain way or you know um so that's the sort of show it is. It's I'm trying to make it very classy. It's in a very classy place over at San Anita Park. And we're really giving a lot of room for the bikes to be shown on the beautiful lawn. And um, you know, the differences between that and born free is like Born Free is like, let's get let's see some titties and get fucking wasted and all this. Now I want to see some titties and I want to get wasted, but you know, we'll just be a little bit more discreet about yeah, it. Yeah, there's California. a time and a
0: place. It's called college. Not yeah. not uh, no, no. a <laughs> You know my my friend and his uh, wife they restore classic bikes up in Idaho and they got called down I want to say to Dana Point a few years ago probably 2012, 2013. yeah Dana Point has there was the big some concourse there too. was yeah and I mean they had they had um, car you know classic cars classic sport they had everything it was acres acres of yeah. this huge golf course. And the bikes was like the smallest – bikes was like one putting green. Mm -hmm. And they said they felt so bad because they were called down to be concourse judges along with like one other guy that restores or is part of the Japanese Vintage Motorcycle Club or whatever. And they said they felt really bad because they had to – A, there was none of the bikes at Born Free that you would ever see. This was – like you're saying, it was more of a restoration thing and it was more of like a classic preservation in history – and they had to go around and mark off bikes if the chrome had pitting here or there, even if it was hidden. And they they felt like yeah. crap because me and him used to ride together. We used to ride bikes like the shit that's in here now. Like that was our jam, you know, like let's just get something. And if it doesn't blow up, we'll ride it. Mm-hmm. And he's getting invited since he started restoring bikes. He got invited to this event where that's not the correct headlamp for that no. year, you know. So, I mean, that's like when I saw a concourse, like that's what I think of as like the shit. Like, the Solvang Museum brings a lot of their shit to the quail. And, I mean, that's, like, some restored-ass yeah. or original-ass shit that's never been molested or repainted or...
1: Isn't uh, Emma's taking four bikes to the quail?
0: She may, she might be, yeah. Because she works for the Talbot, which is another museum, you know? That's, oh, okay. Uh, so
1: mm-hmm. she's not taking four personal bikes. I don't think so. Yeah, I think she, she
0: used to restore for the Talbot before she but started she does working. But have
1: a water buffalo, right? That's
0: yeah, she's got a lot of cool... I mean, and Triumph, she's got a whole bunch of old shit that's... Uh, like pretty good looking, but I mean, when you're working, when you're working at a museum, and you don't, yeah, you don't put the wrong fender, or you do, mm-hmm. you note it, like you know, you, oh yeah. You, so even if people don't know what the fuck they're looking at, you're like, oh no, that, but you note it there, so they know that fender's wrong now, you know. So like, that's is that like what the Californian? Because I've been, I, I, I keep,
2: I, I keep saying it's a, it's, a, it's a concourse style show yeah. because I'd like it to be a concourse show, but I, I like to be as inclusive as possible, so. I'm not restricting, I'm not being restrictive, and we're not, we're not to the point where we're gonna start doing 100 point judging <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they do with the Quail. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're ever gonna be as, and for lack of better terms, as snooty as, or, you know, as you know, that high of a class type of situation yeah. that the Quail's got going on. They've got some of the best bikes in the whole fucking world there, and people, you know, make a lot of money or lose a lot of money depending on whether their bike wins or not oh, yeah. uh, or how it's judged. And for us, I mean, because it's still in its infancy and this is where the stress comes in because it costs a lot more time and money to put on this show than it does a track day. And you're always trying to figure out, well, you know, I've been laid off since October. Are we going to recoup some of the money on this thing? Well, (laughs) it's not going to happen. But I want people to have a good time and I want to bring out as many people as possible. So I saw the reason I wanted to do this at the San Anita Park and do it along with the horse racing, which is really, really neat. It's actually this year is happening on the Kentucky Derby. Um, D- Kentucky Derby Day. So you're getting, you know, a huge stadium, which a lot of people don't even know about over at Santa Anita Park. You're getting horse racing. You're getting a bike show. You're getting some live music and vendors and all that kind of cool shit. And it's all outdoors in this beautifully manicure, manicured space with the big San Gabriel Mountains in the background. Yeah. And what, what the norm has been for the last five or seven or eight, ten years is builder only invites to these shows that are inside of warehouses yeah and it's i've been to all of them uh except except for down in austin at the the handbuilt show but you know everyone's sort of you know tour up in um portland has got the the one show and that's been very popular for a long time the handbuilt show down there with revival cycles the guys out at um my favorite of all time is Mama Tried because the people in Milwaukee are the coolest fucking people in the world. And there's 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 dozens of these kind of shows happening all over the place. You're and so I me. said, yeah, there yeah. really all is. got
1: races at them now. Yeah. yeah, and they got all the
2: races, which is phenomenal. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're turning it's into great. lifestyle
1: events,
0: right? Yeah. So
2: I figured that this is different enough and it's inclusive enough that it might just work. Yeah. I give it three years. It, <laughs> the hard the part, part is start some money. That I'm just like, we'll go on to the next thing. The hard part happened.
1: is there's parking. See, that's what none yeah. of those shows have is parking. So. We've got
2: parking galore. Yeah. And this is the great thing about the Californian is don't have to pay for parking. There's ample parking. You don't have to pay for entry if you pay, if you come to our event you get to the go to the grandstands for free Ooh. so guess what your 5 or 10 bucks you can spend on gas and a beer and there's your afternoon and it's not and you can bring your family and your and the place is huge so we're really sort of banking on that and and hopefully when we can try and pull in some decent sponsors um that will give us some some money to to work with we can bring in some larger musical acts we can do really neat exhibits, um, and and just do you know, just like the track day. I want it to get weird, you know. We've got my friend Lance from Open Build. He's coming and doing a custom. He's he's on site welding and fabbing up a really badass cow catcher for his van or something oh. like on on site <laughs> and doing that sort of thing. Um, I want to try and I, – I I wanted to do like pony rides and we found a place that would do pony rides. And I'm like, well, can adults do the pony rides? Yeah. I'm like, no. And no. I'm like, well, what the fuck good is this? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to get as <laughs> weird as possible and, and still have everyone dressed up in their big hats. Do and their-
0: the ponies on the fucking track around Well, San we were Anita. talking about
2: trying to get the bikes on the track and they're like, that's million-dollar dirt, dude. You don't touch yeah, that shit. No I way. Know.
0: I think that's why they quit racing at Del Mar and Pomona too is because that yeah, – yeah, the new shit that horses run on it isn't even dirt anymore. I don't no, think. it's
2: <laughs> very, very expensive. They got piles yeah. of it out in the parking lot, and I said, well, could we go get a bulldozer and put this out, and we can do a flat track event? Because I was working with Indian at that point, point. they're yeah. like, I said, hey, you guys want to sponsor this thing I'm calling the Californian, and they're like, you're flat-tracking at it? I'm like, wait, you have to have a flat-track event to have a, a fucking motorcycle <laughs> show anymore? I'm yeah. like, fuck. So that's when I said, can, much. We, can we bring this dirt out? And they're like, no, 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 no. And we actually tried to talk about riding the bikes out there. They have got three tracks. They've got a the dirt track... The inside of that is the grass track, and inside of that is a practice track, but there's no runoff or anything. It's just like, you know, a corridor. So if someone tried to ride their bike on it, they would be clotheslined uh, and <laughs> dead.
1: Uh, it gets like, too like a much. quarter mile I can just ride down and practice
2: on? Oh, I think that was like a, it's a mile-long track. I mean, yeah, that's a I, big I'll boy. practice
1: on that one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you know
0: what? Going – like I've been talking about it on the show for a few weeks now because of you know since last year I did too and I and I keep calling it the quail of the south like this is Southern California's quail man
2: we're trying and
0: I think yeah maybe maybe this should be one of the ones that doesn't have a fucking flat track we don't it. have
2: any warehouses <laughs> yeah we yeah. don't have a flat track <laughs>
0: shit ton of parking. We have so much parking. Listen, and if you Cheap get beer, and if it's not hazy on the day, the view is oh, incredible. The oh, right like it's the mountains epic. and the track, and you get your Instagram on, and your friends oh. will think you're like the. the and there's
1: there's no reason too as it develops that you couldn't have more of that concourse feel, like kind of like Born Free does. They have their invited builders. Yep, and then they have their secondary mm-hmm. whatever builders, and then they have people that ride in parking. Yep. So really, mm-hmm. you could do that. You could do a more official, fancy judged restoration, Mm -hmm. like original type show. And then you could do whatever, whether it was Invite Builders or shitty race bikes that have been crashed no, and No, we're rebuilt. gonna do that.
2: We're, we're definitely gonna do that, Chris, because I think that it, we need what, something like that down here. And the thing that, the reason I wanted to do this show also was because, okay, I've already seen that build by so-and-so at the last four shows. Yep. Whatever happened to the, all those old bikes that are just really yeah. awesome and stock and neat that you just never fucking see? Yeah. And they're all dying with these old people and they're hidden away in their, in their houses. And I go to these people's houses. And you're like, holy crap. This is like a mini museum. And like okay. it hasn't left here at all. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get you into my grandpa's yeah. barn. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what, too? The, the OG Moto Show, I thought was going to be LA's One or LA's Hand Builder. And it, and it is. But what happens with all those shows, whether it's the One or the handbill or Mama Tried, like it doesn't matter what part of the country it hits, you see the same fucking 10 bikes With a handful of other ones thrown in And it's like they're making the tour And so I was really bummed when the OG moto show Because I thought it was going to be LA only builders Sort of and it didn't really, I mean, maybe the first year it was, but now it's kind of evolved into the, uh, an extension of the tour of the one show and shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know where, but they're probably going to have an indoor flat tracking at it at some <laughs> point, right? And some music yeah, and shit.
1: There's plenty of places we could do some flat yeah. tracking close by. So in it's downtown LA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So the thing is, is that like. One of the coolest races I did was like downtown Austin with like the cityscape in the yeah, background. That's it was insane. Sweet.
0: Pop-up track.
1: It was a so, shitty track. But.
0: Yeah, so I mean they could, you know, eventually that's probably what the OG show is. So it, it is kind of cool to get back to the, what what did happen to all these bikes that used to be show bikes or race bikes or whatever. You know, you're not going to see any of that shit at like these other shows because these they are want, for the new, yeah, yeah. They want it modified. It and can't deep. have a rear fender. It has to have a brown seat. <laughs> like there's, there's a bunch of shit and it may, may, be, may or may not look like it's rideable or utilitarian. And I think
1: there's definitely, and the thing like you said, like there are shows for that though. Yeah. Absolutely, like there's with, between the one AMCA, show and Montreal and everything. Yeah. Like yeah. It, there's there's so many basically Harley builder shows, and the one show's not. I mean, he invites a lot of, but they're still built bikes. They're still yeah. totally different than stock.
0: It's not a dude that went to the garage and like, or even race. There's no heritage behind these things. Some a lot yeah. of them are just like built for the show. You know, like and I'm no, they are like, built for the show.
2: Yeah, yeah a lot of them are.
0: So a lot of them don't have any story behind them except yeah. for they found them and they built them into a brown seat no rear fender <laughs> and like maybe hit and the it's wiring. It's
1: cool to see like as like I'm a fan of like custom bikes where people change it to make it in their eyes better or worse but it, sometimes they do it on their <laughs> own and it's like you know I mean my duck that I take I think is kind of evident of that. It's like simple little stuff but but it's also cool and it's to me there's a new level of respect for someone that restores a bike to original cuz that to me is hard trying oh my to God. find the right parts oh, or it well, has to be a certain color and oh, you have to man. polish it all yeah. like oh. i have um so part of my grandpa's collection and some of my dad's old stuff he's got a 79 cbx and they make repop oem headers but they don't have the stamp oh. that says yeah. oem hot the same company makes them and everything So that stamp makes it like a six thousand dollars fucking header. (laughs) Without it, it's like a grand. Yeah, that and it's like, but that's for those shows. Like they have to have that original, original, original. That was
0: the—at that Dana Point one, there was a fucking Cherry Combat Wombat there. And I was like, holy shit. And it, it was like—had the NOS tires and shit on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody went out and was like, oh, we can't just put nothing. We got to go find the ones that came on this fucking Hodakas yeah. and, like— Go dig them they up. They go crazy on this yeah. shit. So, yeah, like, it's a it's a whole nother level that's, like, even harder than building something from new oh, to I restore it. I think it's it. totally
1: yeah. harder than doing a custom bike. Yeah. You make— You know, I mean, yeah. minus— I, you know, some of the better builders do fab work and and sheet metal forming and stuff. But finding those parts, yeah. I, I don't even know. And a lot of those guys did it for a long time without internet.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You yeah, just yeah. call everyone yeah. and get someone's number you like, mail. It's like yeah. the yeah. dark. It's like below the dark web. Even this. Is, this is crazy. Which also
1: interesting fact I've seen in the top of my grandpa's barn. It's all like dehumidified and everything. Like it's nice. So in the top. He's got like shelves of like OEM Honda badges. Oh shit. And like random ass parts. You say barn, it's
0: more like. Uh, It's bunker, bike bunker, yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, he's got a 65 Impala with 5,000 miles. Oh shit.
0: Son of a bitch, drive, it, uh, crate it out to the. Uh, hey,
1: so we're also adding cars to the California yeah. too this
2: year. Cause I'm like, ah, fuck a California, we could have cars too. So we got. Do
1: you think a I can drive down the hill cars. without getting popped for expired plates?
0: Yeah, you could just.
1: Oh, I told him he's got to bring the Plymouth. Yes, yes, yes. I, I will drive. Just take a- take my plate off the <laughs> truck and throw it. No, out I was there. gonna
0: say I'll tailgate you all the way down the yeah. road just so that you don't. Oh, but listen, man. I mean, I mean, I let's to. face it. SoCal is where hot rod culture began. It's where the lowrider culture began. It's where like the Bruce Myers Manx, like dune buggy culture began. It's where half the flat tracking and road racing and motocrossing began. And yeah, there's no reason to, you know. And I want to include any all of of that. It. I yeah. want to
2: include all of it. My friend Sinway said he'd bring a couple of his Land Rovers. I got a bunch of cute oh, little Porsches man. coming. Nice. I've got um, some V dub, you know, Vanagon, really neat bus- buses coming. And um I uh I told all my friends like Jay LaRosa, Kevin Stanley, um Dustin Cott. I'm like, listen. Don't do a stupid 10 by 10 booth thing. I want you to bring your truck. I want you to bring some random bikes. I talked to Go... Not Go. I talked to um, Keo and Kat at uh, Mm. Keo's. And I said, Keo, everyone's seen that fucking double-engine CB thing. I said, bring Kat's fucking flat tracker. He's like, yeah? I'm like, yes! Bring your cool bikes that no one ever fucking sees. I said the same thing to Jay. I'm like... Brings bring something that yeah. no one sees, and yeah. it doesn't have to be this concourse thing. Yeah. But I think that there will be that in the future. There will be a section. I want I want daily drivers. I want race bike competition bikes. Um, but I've got a lot of really good feedback from the VJMC and the AMCA who really do these kind of things. It's just yeah. not hip.
0: Yeah. It's
2: very lame yeah Yeah. and old people you know driving off into idaho or fucking iowa or somewhere we're like why are you doing a rally out here but maybe we can include them in our sort of hip awesome area and they can bring back all these things that we've never seen in fucking 20 years where they're doing these really hundred point really neat shit so i think i think there's a there's a space for it and i think that it's gonna
0: grow i mean Shinya is like 15 minutes from here and he's yeah. known for his, like, crazy stuff. But if you, like, look at his, like, Instagram, what he's riding every day, it's, oh, like, yeah. his old Kawasaki yeah. fucking damn is near bone stock yeah, or his yeah. SR500. Yeah. yeah, like, all this shit. And you're, like, dude, so you're riding some, some pretty roached-out old-looking shit. But yeah. then, like, so I just think that, They ride yeah. them fast, too. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. I've been up there a couple times with them, yeah. and I'm just, like, Jesus. <laughs> slow down. Yeah. You're going to hit me with your wheel.
0: Yeah. Fly so, it off. It'd be, I, I would like to see what those, like, the builder's ride not not necessarily what yeah. you build what you're putting out there for the world what do yeah. you, what is, what's actually you do ride oh a fucking honda dream well bring that shit you know that's like,
2: what i told yeah. them too so i'm hoping they do i think there's going to be a lot of really interesting stuff nice. and there's going to be a lot of things that people won't see at these other shows so
0: so that this is going down may 5th right this yeah is so it's be the
2: weekend after this one coming up
0: next weekend right and what's the cost to get in Free Damn That is
1: a little too much For my blood Free Buy a beer Buy me a beer <laughs> Right Bring in some whiskey Right Is it free So if you walk in the front To watch the horse races Is it free too you,
2: That's You have to pay To get to the grandstand I think it's okay. like Five dollars Oh rad uh,
0: Again They want now you to you're bet All your money on the horses Free You had me at free Five dollars Now I gotta pay Holy shit And, uh, but, if you and go the back but if you go in the, the, the back way oh, right, yeah, yeah. Through the
2: back door You Ooh, can yeah. get into the grandstands For free And
0: Spend some money on horses. And there's parking. Like, dude, this is... This there's goes, so much
2: parking that... We, 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 I, I told people they could dry camp there. I asked uh, Andrew <laughs> last year. I'm like, we got people coming from out of state. and they fucking camp? And he's like, well, there, there's no facilities. Listen, and I said, well, if they dry camp, is that okay?
0: He's it, like, yeah. All you gearheads out there that may or may not be listening, they filmed fucking roadkill in that parking lot there was enough <laughs> there that parking lot is big enough to do a damn like racetrack in it oh, so huge. you know the it's acreage yeah so of course so yeah check it out may 5th and if you're hearing this right now again we're you know the motor course is happening right now so if you're close close by hit it up but it's not like we haven't been chatting about it for the last like three yeah, we months have so that the uh the california and i didn't go last year i i You know, I live, like, right here. I wanted to go last year. You could have walked. Yeah. And last year I lived even closer, actually, (laughs) because I just moved here from, like, two miles away. So, um... Yeah, I was like so bummed, but I I literally heard about it last minute, and I was like, Holy shit, this looks interesting. How did I miss this?
2: It was a thousand degrees. Oh man, it was so hot that day. Oh
0: well, I'm glad I didn't go then. But <laughs> but this year, <laughs> this year I, you this know, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And um, yeah, for all you, we have a huge. Will you please bring the spam bike and show it? <laughs> I'm being yeah, serious. I'll write that sucker down. Yeah, write it down and put it in the show. Uh, so yeah, for all we have a, we have a huge Wisconsin uh, listener base and, and some Minnesota. So if you guys I'm sorry you're under like three feet of snow right now. <laughs> oh. But again beautiful. in April. Yeah. Snow
2: in April. <laughs> Get on a train. Get
0: oh out man. Here. It's beautiful down here and we'll send you some Instagram pics of the show. How's that? To to tie you over <laughs> until you're what's gonna be now like six weeks of riding season <laughs> by the time. Oh, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So they went from three months down to six weeks because it's just that nor whatever that crazy snowball that's been hitting up there. They're going to have
1: to do their top tens during the week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. So dudes, we just hit the two hour mark. I think we should, we should wrap this baby up brady if anybody uh wants to find out well of course the classic track days everything's on instagram nowadays or facebook you can check that out if anybody wants to reach out to you on uh social media or via email or or where to carry your pigeon is there a way to get a hold of you is there something you want to shout out
2: believe it or not the the best thing i did 10 years ago even though it sat dormant for probably eight or nine is i bought bradywalker.com nice so nice. go there, BradyWalker.com. I didn't want to be so self, uh, I don't know what the word is, uh, self-promoting about all that. But, you know, it's pretty simple. So you can go there, BradyWalker.com. And um, on that site, I usually have links to any cool shit that's going on there. And I really don't like social media, even though you have to sort of do it these days yeah. to, to continue doing that. But I love phone calls. My phone number's on the website. Give, nice. me, a, give me a phone call. Shoot me a text. Come, come meet me in person. I'm I'm pretty easygoing. If I'm if I'm not pulling my hair out uh, <laughs> at these events, don't get me in the morning. Get me four four sessions in. Right, whether it's the Californian.
0: Yeah, or the flat, or the track. Wait till after the first crash to, when his nerves have settled and everything. Exactly. You can't miss him. Ever since I've met you, actually, I've the the blue overalls. I don't know if this is like a normal thing, but when I met the very first, when I met you, Carrie, I'm comfy. yeah, when Carrie introduced us at the course, that so you had overalls on. I just remember you're you've got to be like six foot eight, blue overalls. You can't miss the guy. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna be great. Check it out and. Obviously, these classic track days have been happening, and they're going to continue to happen until you
1: finally go. I think go.
2: what's going to happen is we're going to round out this year, and we're going to start, start visiting other tracks. Oh, in my uh, 2019. And yes. I would like to, that whether I. be
1: awesome. Yeah,
2: do some Chuck, for, for very simply, Chuckwalla, button, Willow, um, uh, maybe go to Pahrump, Las Vegas, um, um, Thunderhill, uh, that kind of shit. And then maybe I'll follow on the coattails of some of these armor races or, you know, like uh, mid-Ohio and stuff and uh, try and coordinate it so that...
1: Well, and how uh, epic would a classic track day at Laguna Seca be?
2: That would be Phenomenal.
1: If all the bikes if will the pass insurance. Down. Yeah, no one's going to pass sound.
2: Yeah. I was thinking you were going to say, at Bike Week, what if we rented out Daytona? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Classic oh, yeah. track day at Daytona on the oh, bank?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. That's a trip. I've done that before. You know,
0: and that's not such a distant possibility with the way Daytona has been going these past... I mean, the it's that... Whatever that Atlantic Race Series... You know, they're the ones that have been running it. Now yeah. that the AMA or Dorna, whoever the hell used to own it, is like, give well, it especially up.
1: Especially, I think, for me anyway... I like the idea of the two day track events because, like, if we're going to Laguna or Thunder Hill, yeah, you got to do it for two days. Like, you got yeah. a day of driving almost, you know, mm-hmm. you you may as well be at the track for two days.
0: Hmm. And I actually have somebody else that I interviewed last year who works or does track day training at either it's either Road Elkhart Lake, whatever's up in Wisconsin, yeah, Road, road America. America, yeah. So, yeah, and she does, uh, track days all over up there oh, there's black black hawk
1: farms is that another one that's up in that area or something like I've that i've heard
2: of that there's so there's so many tracks that people don't know about yeah. that are out there just going I, to going quiet yeah
1: i only went once and i like i kind of knew of it but i never knew right where it was putnam park in indiana's like yeah. and then there was irp indianapolis raceway but nhra bought the drag strip and i think they just quit using it yeah. of course and it was like weeds are growing up yeah it. Which is a shame,
0: There's but. some parts of the countries that have like you know blackout zones because people just don't you know they have whiskey stills out <laughs> where yeah. there where there should be a racetrack. But, but I, I think mean, where
1: you have like mid Ohio, like having that yeah. big vintage, you know the. Yeah, MMA vintage days there. Is, yeah, the name
0: vintage days, barber vintage. I mean, I, yeah. I could see, I could see the Brady Walker tour. You know, get your tour T-shirt and you just have a list of the tracks. I just want to find
2: the, the smallest little hillbilly tracks. <laughs> They're go. all out there, yeah, but we are. gotta. Yeah. But that's what I, where I think we're going to go with it, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that um, no one j- jump starts me in the next couple of years out there <laughs> yeah. in the East Coast, so I can try and do it. Sort of like babes right out, babes right
1: out everywhere. Yeah, and down under. Yeah. In Japan. When it's um, cool, I think it's cool to me that it started at, like, Willow. I remember before I went in December, like, I got on YouTube and I'm looking up stuff at Willow. And, like, I'm finding videos of Carol Shelby and the gt 350 oh, and the GT40. It's such a historic track. Like yeah. testing at Willow. Yeah. It's and been then around I'm like, for so long. Yeah. yeah. And then I think about it like I'm going down the backstretch. And I'm like, the, one of the clips I saw was a GT350 testing going down the backstretch. And I'm like...
0: It's, it's the a fast same fucking track too, yeah.
1: Like it's insane to think, or not the GT350, well that one too, but the Daytona Coupe and yeah, the yeah. GT40, and I'm just like, wow, this is the same track, like Riverside that's unfortunately gone, but yeah, it's like to think, that was like, a hist- so yeah that was the you
0: know, Lancaster Fortunately, where Willow Springs is. I mean, it might take a while for Sprawl to reach it. You know, who knows no, it's how long. going to reach But, dude, it it's Lancaster. Well, like, if you've driven out there, you know. When you
1: get off the freeway, you get this false impression of Sprawl, right? Yeah. I guarantee it's only because, like, there's the gas station and the Taco Bell and the yeah. grocery store. And it's only because of people getting off the freeway there to go to the track. <laughs> yes. Or there would be, because the exits before that are nothing. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. nothing out like, there. Like, that's the only reason there's anything at that exit.
0: I hate stopping in Lancaster for anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I just, I get my beer and food and get the hell out of there as fast as possible because Lancaster, like especially like downtown, it's just like the worst. You've been to downtown Lancaster? Yeah, there's a downtown. Yeah, there's a downtown. It's terrible. Historic All the streets are. Lancaster? Yeah, when you're on like 312th Street in Lancaster, you're like. I might as well be like in Oakland in the 90s. Like this is bad. I'm I'm getting the hell out of here. Get the chains yeah. out.
1: It's a totally different place.
0: Yeah, it looks like Detroit, you know, a few years ago. So, check it out. Um classic track days. I can't wait to hit up some more. The Corsa, of course, coming up. I mean, it's happening right now as as you're hearing this. Yeah. And uh the Californian, which is a the best burrito you've ever had. B. This is multiple choice. One of the best motor shows you'll ever go to, or C. The worst sex movie you ever tried in college. Uh, <laughs> or what if it's all of the above? Or all of the above. Awesome. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> so check it out. And and uh, if you need a re- any reason to go vacation, yeah, I can't think of a better reason than the stupid weather that's happening right now and everywhere else <laughs> but here. Uh, yeah, get your asses over here. There's all like you said. Every weekend in California is something happening. And all the this, time. these these. Next two weekends just happen to be some rad shit. So I can't wait for August too. I think I think the class is going to get weird. Track, yeah, oh I can't wait. It's going to be so much it'll
2: fun. Be, it'll be serious during the day and extremely <laughs> weird and bloody at night. I see lots of scabs forming. Yeah.
0: If you you know if you were to bring a crazy costume, it really wouldn't be out of you. Know, that would be that would be yeah. like
2: here's a beer for that. Yeah. That's, that's the best idea I've ever heard.
0: Burning Man on bikes. That's, oh man. Uh,
1: maybe not. Those, Water those balloon like... launchers. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) Fireworks. Probably not fireworks.
0: Fucking street tacos out of a water balloon launcher. Could you imagine that? I'd be, yeah. woo
1: I'd be on the other end catching them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. I got some... current events which is, includes the uh, the next two weekends that we got to get to and uh, some shout outs and I think that's going to be our show thank you Brady for thank hanging out thank you guys
2: for having me anytime you live
0: it. you live close enough Wigs yeah. you live close enough I live right here so I'll, I'll be here probably every week <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yep that's our show you guys got any cool sign offs that's it hey if you're hearing this right now you need to get out to Willow Springs it is going down Course in Moto Classica
1: 2018. Because I won't be live streaming. One of the people in live stream wanted to see Turdman. Oh I hell no! My, it's like, part man, of my can't. Patreon. <laughs>
0: it's part of my Patreon. Yeah,
1: I uh, I got that shit on lockdown. Yeah, no, it's this face was made Heath for was audio only. Um, <laughs>
0: Also happening this weekend, short track motorcycle racing at the Mason-Dixon Fairgrounds, 6988 Delta Road, Delta, Pennsylvania. Saturday, April 18th, hooligan class. Maybe you're not into racing. Go to Garage Company and check out the Rock Moto Art Show uh, the 28th, which is tomorrow. Uh, But if you're into racing, of course, Motoclassica. Of course, next week, uh, May 5th, not only is it the, the Californian and Cinco de Mayo, but it's the Californian. Uh, the Californian is happening at Santa Anita Park, 285 West Huntington Drive in Arcadia. It's the Santa Anita Raceway. If you're into horsies, you'll know what I'm talking about. Also, the Quail is happening uh, that weekend at the Quail, which is in the Quail. Quail Lodge up north. Uh, the 6th, the Nightingale House Hospice ride from Sen to Horseshoe Ridge. No, to the Ponderosa, I'm sorry. And uh, that's happening in Wales. Go to, uh, oh my God, I didn't write the website down. Oh no, just check out Nightingale House Hospice and uh, you'll see the ride. I want to wrap up the show pretty quickly because I don't think uh, my computer can handle any more of it. But listen to this, Solstice Slam is coming up, suckers. Submit your entries to slam at creative-riding.com. I don't care if it's music, if it's art. I want crash stories, build stories, ride stories, moto camping stories, um, stories maybe where you blasted your buddy with some roost, um, racing stories, whatever you got. No other podcast does a slam jam of uh, bad poetry and bad music. It's all motorcycle-related and generated by the fans. So this is your choice, your chance, actually, to take over the show and uh, make it yours. Now, in the past, I've always threatened that if there's no submissions, and we've only got one so far, a great one, by the way, uh, that we just make up crappy music that tortures you. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to hear two hours of awesome stories or am I going to hear like an awesome story and then all of a sudden just like a voo Zella in my ear for an hour and a half while I listen to the whole episode to see if I'm actually going to hear another, you know, story. So what happens... We need you. If you've written something into the show, tell a buddy. Say, hey, dude, listen, I need someone to beat. I mean, I know I already got this competition in the bag. There's some cool prizes this year. Um, lots of stuff from Daily Bikers. Daily Bikers is going out of business, so you're not going to be able to get this stuff anymore, and I've got it. And so, yeah, tell them. Send your submissions into slam at creative writing.com. And if you forget that, Creative podcast at gmail.com will work. And uh, if you got any any questions, should I tie my shoelaces together? Should I uh, cook with milk? Should I put cottage cheese in everything that I bake to fatten it up? Uh, that will be at askwigs at gmail.com. A S K W I G G Z at gmail.com. Check us out. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Podcatcher, Dogcatcher, Oddcatcher, TuneIn, um, Downcast, Podcast, Overcast, Bean Cruncher, Podcruncher, Dog Blaster, uh, Butt Sniffer, and all the other podcast apps that are out there crawling this wonderful worldwide web of ours. All right. Peace and grease to my knees.